Rick, one, uh, one conversation I want to have today, and this is going to get some headlines, is I want to know what you think of some of today's top wrestlers, because there's a few wrestlers you've really never evaluated. And, you know, as the greatest performer of all time, I think your opinion uh, is the gold standard uh, for, for how these guys should be rated. Never mind that five-star crap. I want to hear what Ric Flair has to say. So let's start with Kenny Omega, who just dropped the AEW world title uh, at their pay-per-view to Hangman Page. Uh, Kenny's had, you know, all these great bots in Japan with the Kata. He's been the top guy in AEW pretty much since he got there. What's your take on Kenny Omega as a worker? What are his pros and cons? I don't see a weakness. And after being in Mexico with him, when he wrestled Andrade, I became even more impressed because seeing someone on TV, being around him, meeting him socially is one thing. And he, he's a wonderful kid. But he, I, I think the fact that you mentioned he, he's wrestled everybody, every style around the world. And that's what it takes to really become a top guy in this business. You have to have had different opponents with different styles. And I mean, I, I put he and AJ Styles and Randy Orton, I mean, they're pretty much, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but I, I put those three pretty much in the class of girl. Well, you, you bring up, like I put, I take the Young Bucks and the Usos as two of the my two favorite teams. I mean, they're not a different style than Tully and R, but you know, for way the way wrestling is is put together today and the way the guys are taught to entertain, I think the Usos are phenomenal and the Young Bucks are they do some stuff I've never seen. So yeah, I, I agree with respect to all of them. I agree with your evaluation of the teams, and we'll get back to them in a minute. But let's stick with Omega for a second because. I agree. He's kind of a rare breed, a disappearing breed, because he has worked everywhere. You get a lot of wrestlers now who only work in one promotion, in one country, one style. They don't work all that many matches per year. And it kind of, I don't want to stage stunts their development, but it's a different kind of development. It's totally different. And it's unfair, um, really, to, to judge a lot of these kids because they, they haven't had the opportunity to wrestle anywhere as an example, at NXT or for the WWE. And, uh, you know, how many, how many different opponents are you allowed to have? You know, it takes, you know, five, six years of being there and then of having so many different opponents. That's how you improve as a performer. And certainly the people, if you're really good at what you do, they learn a lot from being in the ring with you and from your experience. One thing where I was a little not doubtful, but I had questions about Omega when he came to AEW. Japan's a totally different style, very physical, very athletic. The matches were all very long, and it's a different psychology. But he came to America and adapted seamlessly to all that, didn't he? Yeah, and being the fact that he survived Japan will tell you how tough he is. Because if you're wrestling over there, it's not like it was in the, in the 70s and 80s by any means, but they, the kids are tough. They're brought up tough. They go through these dojos. I mean, they're, there's nobody over there holding their hand. Uh, if you want to break into business, even to this day over there, you're going to, you're going to pay the price. And I mean, they're going to test you mentally and physically. Now you mentioned Randy Orton and AJ Styles, and I, uh, 100% agree with that. And the term I use to describe those two is foolproof. Uh, they've been involved in some stuff in WWE that I haven't been crazy about. like. I wasn't a big fan of Bray Wyatt in the Fiend character. 
I, I thought that that character was so cartoonish. It damaged guys he worked with, but it didn't damage Randy, and he made it work. Like I said, he's foolproof, isn't he? Yes, and I, like I've said before, Randy might not be able to do everything AJ can in terms of the aerial stuff, but what Randy can't do, he can take, if that makes sense to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he can work with anybody, any style. He, he can work with anybody, any style. And, you know, if the great ones, and just like towards the end of my career, I would put in roles where I had to be. To survive, you got to go with the humor. If they want to put you in a humorous role, I mean, look at me. They put me in a nut house for a month. I made it work. <laughs> but, I, I, but probably a good reason. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a shoot, I was going to say. <laughs> a lot of people thought that. That's, now he's normal. <laughs> well, well, Randy, like you said, can make anything work. And, and moving on to AJ, uh, I, I think he's foolproof as well. And he's another guy. He went through the ringer in Japan. He worked at Impact. He's worked everywhere, worked Indies, worked Ring of Honor, and he's excelled everywhere. And I think he's grown as a performer because of that. I think a lot of wrestlers would do themselves a ton of good by working in so many places, but I just don't think that's the way the business is ever going to be again. I don't think we'll be either. But AJ, uh, I'll tell you this, for my money right now, AJ AJ's as good as Shawn Michaels. Really? That, expand on that a bit, Nate, because that's a, that's a pretty big statement. Well, you know, it, they both they both prove you don't have to be the biggest, but they can wrestle anybody big, like Sean's great matches with Taker and whoever else. I wasn't a big guy, but I could work with anybody too. And I mean, um, not, not everybody's going to be six foot five. Not everybody's going to be built like like Lex Luger or built like uh, some of the young guys today with tremendous physiques. A AJ's got a really good physique. He looks like an athlete. He carries himself like an athlete. And with Randy, you just watch Randy walk down the aisle. He doesn't do anything flashy, but you know, you're looking at a world-class athlete. And the same for Omega. I mean, you know, some guys just carry themselves. And I call it, um, God. It, I mean, you could just tell when a guy is standing there getting ready to tie up with it. It's body, it's language. I call it body language. To be great. You never have to let the, you, you can never let the fans see you drop your arm, drop your guard or, or a body English and body language is so important. You want to be called great. I, I agree with all that. Why do you think AJ didn't get the career break? Well, the break with WWE rather until he was relatively late in his career. Uh, honestly, Nate, I'm going to say it's because he sounds so Southern. And that is a black mark in WWE. It just is, always has been. Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll tell you this. I was there the first night he came out, and you would have thought he'd been there forever because he blew the rope off the place. Clearly, the fans knew who he was. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he hasn't let them down since. And with that aerial attack that he brings, to stay, I know he's had injuries, but to stay as healthy as he stayed, during most of his run at WWE is a miracle. Because now, uh, these, kids, these kids put themselves through. It, it, you know, I, I wrestled 365 days a year, five years in a row, with maybe one or two days off in five years. But I wasn't doing moonsaults off the top onto a table and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I couldn't have learned to do that if that had been necessary. Just like what Steam would always say. 
If, if moonsaults had been in it, Steamboat would have been doing them. You know what I mean? That wasn't what happened in our time. But the kids put themselves through so much physically, the men and the women both, that it, um, you know, it, it's a miracle that they stay in one piece. I mean, it, what? Uh, absolutely. What's your take on Roman Reigns, who is the top guy in WWE right now? I think Roman's awesome. I think he's awesome. He's got the look. He's a tough kid. He's a, he's a real athlete. I know I hate to use that terminology because I'm not, I'm not offending anybody else, but you know, you play D1 sport then you're, you know, you come from a family like his, you've got to have a lot of, the word is grit. Um, and he's an incredibly handsome dude, man, with a really good body, good physique. And his psychology has gotten like just better. You know, I, I felt horrible. I actually thought that, that there was something going on that day that he announced that he had, uh, uh, leukemia. And I went, oh my God, I, I was shocked. You know what I mean? To think that he had battled that, but he's come back from that. He made it with COVID, thank God. And that, you know, because if you have a pre-existing disease, the COVID has made it worse for a lot of people. But I think he's fantastic guy. He's a, he's a flagship guy. No flagships. Can I bring it up as well? <laughs> of course, I want to hear it. No flagships. Go ahead. It'd be the queen. Be the queen. Oh, no question. Or, you know, queen or Sasha. I'm, I'm really high on Sasha. You know what I mean? I'm never going to take. I would say they're tied. But well, I, I, I think I. I think Charlotte and Sasha are two of a kind. I think they stand alone. I, I would like, I would like to see, I would like to see Doctor Britt Baker get involved, uh, wherever and whenever with those two because I think she can be in a class with them. But I agree. I think Charlotte and Sasha are hands, uh, hands and sh head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, and before we get screamed at, that's not, that is not taking away from anybody else's skills. It at every sport. At every event of any competitive nature, someone is going to be better. And you know what? If I don't know the difference, nobody does. That's exactly I, right. That's I, why I, we're doing this podcast, Nate. You tell them. No, I'm just telling you. I mean, people hate it, but they're, they're, some people are just better. No it question. Doesn't make, that doesn't mean the other ones aren't good. There's a huge, huge difference between the word good and great. Great is a word that should be bestowed on maybe in 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 both companies, maybe eight people. Yeah, I I agree. It's like it's like all the halls of fame in sports nature. We've turned them into the halls of very good. I, I agree that that we should we should designate you know use the word great very sparingly. And and I I agree with who we've talked about so far. One last thing about Reigns, he seemed to take off when he got involved with Paul Heyman. And when the Usos became part of his act, how much of how much has Paul and the Usos contributed to his success? Oh, I think it's been a phenomenal. It's a team effort with those guys. Number one, they're best friends. Number two, they're great guys. Number three, they're family, and they protect each other, look out for each other. And Paul brings all the wisdom, the knowledge, and Paul just plays going to get. He gets heat with me. <laughs> he thinks he's a better talker than me. No way, Paul Ham. No way. You're always going to be number two or three. Oh, Piper's gone, so number three or two. <laughs> now, uh, I, I want to talk about two guys that AEW brought in. They brought in Brian Danielson and CM Punk, who, who were certainly stars by any 
definition of the word. But uh, what have they contributed to AEW, and where are their careers at as workers? Uh, well, if I'm looking at the ratings, I don't know what they've contributed to. Uh, yeah, certainly, as you said, both big stars in the business, both have had a lot of success. Um, but I, I don't know what they're, I don't know, I don't know well, how to answer that question because all you can do as we do with football or any other show is look at the ratings and the ratings are indicative. I mean, I think they will go up, but to me, to me, that show should never do less than 1.1 million. If they, if they get there once and bring in all this talent and go back, then there's something wrong. Yeah, I, I agree. And you and I have talked about this before, but I want to bounce this off you here on the podcast. That doesn't mean it's any one, it's no one person's fault. But oh, I'm no, no, no. If you have that much talent on your roster and you reach that goal, oh my God, we've hit the one million. For myself, I would be, I mean, we all live to look at the radio, especially our signal, where they're saying, how, do we, how long are we? What are we on the crossover? I mean, it's an insane business that we compete in with ourselves mentally. And they compete in right now because they're in the business. But if I was looking at the ratings in the show, I don't know what the breakdown or who does what or anything. You just say all this talent, they need to be at a one-one, I think, and never go back and build from there. hundred percent agree. And to be fair, I don't know Danielson's quarter hours. I know Punk's quarter hours have done very well since he got there. But you and I have talked about this off the air, and I want to bounce it off you here on the podcast. I really like AEW. It's the only wrestling program I watch from beginning to end every week, the Wednesday night show. But I, I got to say, the reason I watch it and the reason I think it caught fire out of the gate is because of the younger guys and the guys who weren't overexposed on WWE TV. I watch AEW to see MJF, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Adam Page, uh, uh, Darby Allen, and, uh, you know, and guys like FTR that, you know, didn't get their due in WWE, the Young Bucks who, never worked WWE, and I think to recycle guys from WWE, no matter how talented they may be, is steering the promotion away from what, like I said, got it out of the gate so quickly. Yeah, you know, Mark, I don't know the answer. I, I watch, you know, I, as you know, because I have a, a daughter in the business, I watch not only to watch the product, but I watch to see, you know, uh, what she's competing with or what, you know, what, what our company or WWF or WWE rather, or AEW. I like to watch and see because it, it is competition. Like I was switched back and forth yesterday between Seattle and Green Bay and then whatever other good game was on. You know what I mean? You switch back and forth, but it's a comparison. It has to be. There's nothing else. And as the fans, I'm sure they're going, they all have their favorites. You know, I, I just, I feel like social media, which is something we never had, of, you know, that was so demanding and so relevant to what these kids and how they think I and mean, how they perform and how they feel about themselves as individuals, it's, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. You can't make everybody happy. And if there's one negative comment or one negative opinion, it's just somebody trying to get attention. You know what I mean? And they, and they come at you under, under a, not even a real name. Give me your name. Who's they? You know, you have an argument with your wife, right? They said this about you. I said, who's they? They said it. <laughs> who's they? So just tell me who they is. Yeah, hello, they. Hello, they. Well, you were doing this. How do you know that? They told me. 
Oh, really? Okay. Well, I've had four wives that all said, you were doing this. I've never admitted anything. And I go, they, who is they? <laughs> I'd like to get you and all your wives. No, no comment from you. I'd, I'd like to get you and all your wives on Twitter together. How would that be? I love that. Ooh, and I can tell you this, and I know I'm going to There's only one Jim Dandy out there, brother. <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned the Young Bucks before, and one thing I want to say about AEW is I think they've revived tag team wrestling to a degree. You got FTR, you got the Lucha Brothers, you got the Young Bucks, you got Santana and Ortiz. And it reminds me of, of like the 80s in the NWA when you had tag teams that got together stayed together, wrestled like tag teams as opposed to just four guys in the ring wrestling and really became identified together. And I think that's a good thing. I think every promotion needs different stuff. And it's hard to say, it's hard to believe, but tag team wrestling is now different stuff. It's it's off the main road. Yeah, well, but it's still, it, it's exciting. I, you know, for me, and this is just my opinion, I like when they keep it down to, to six people. When you get eight people, I mean, nobody, I'll make a statement that I said the other day publicly. So if you, if you look at all the guys that have come in, um, if you take, uh, uh, Brian and you take, uh, CM Punk, um, whoever else come in, I guess, oh, and Adam Cole, the one that's gotten over the best is Adam Cole. If, if I'm watching the show because he's had, you know, marquee matches, he's been in the right spot. And he's not putting it. He's not putting it in a situation where there's 35 guys in the ring because nobody can get over. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The, the, the ring is so full of talent that you're going like this, and if I don't know who they are, you know the audience doesn't know who they are. It's impossible for a person to become a star in a scenario like that. By now, you know that everything is crazy overseas and well, that's created some volatility in the market. We actually saw rates tick down a little bit this week. We don't know how long it'll stay that way. All the experts are predicting that there is going to be a rate hike this month in the month of March. Some are saying 25 basis points. Others are saying 50. What does that mean? It means waiting will cost you money. And by the way, I want to mention this is still a once in a lifetime opportunity just based on your real estate values. You see, all of a sudden your house is worth considerably more than it was just a couple of years ago. And as a result, you can use that newfound equity to change your life. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners take their 30 year loan and pay it off in half the time. And how can they afford to do that without their payments going sky high? We get rid of all their other debt. And I mean it as a heads up. What would you do if you had no credit card debt? Just like that. It was all paid off. How much easier would life be if those car payments whoop, they're out of here? No more car payments. That is the story that we're able to help our friends and family with at SaveWithConrad.com. You see, the interest you pay on your credit cards, not tax deductible, and sky high. The interest you pay on your car loans. Buddy, where is that going? What if we could restructure all of your debt, use some of this newfound equity, and at the same time, get you out of debt faster? You see, what we're talking about is reducing the time on your mortgage. Yes, we're going to get you a great rate, but if you're in a 30-year loan, think about what your life looks like 30 years from now. Man, life gets a lot easier when you're completely debt-free, and that's what we want to help you do. And by the way, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And oh, as a heads up, if you've been thinking, hey man, 
I like my house, but my kitchen's kind of outdated. What if we could get you the cash you need to turn your average kitchen into something your wife loves and it wouldn't change your monthly payment at all? Why wouldn't you do that? You see, you'd be reinvesting back in your own property. That's going to make your house worth even more. And oh yeah, you can do it with cheaper monthly payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Now I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to go check out our reviews for yourself. See what some of our new family members are saying at ConradReviews.com. You'll see there we've got over a thousand verified reviews. Our average rating is 4.72. And if we were a restaurant with a thousand reviews and a 4.72 rating, I know where you're eating dinner and I know where you need to do your next loan. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's SaveWithConrad.com. There's a couple guys uh, I want to bring up, and, and you've actually teased a few of these already. But tell me why you like the Young Bucks, because I love them too. I think uh, they're one of the two or three best tag teams in wrestling. But uh, but I wouldn't think they're your kind of tag team, because they're, they're high spots, they're constant movement. They're really indicative of today's style of wrestling. Why do you like them? I mean, I do too, but I didn't think they'd be your cup of tea. Well... First of all, my cup of tea is I, I, it's one of the reasons I've been able to, to adapt over the years is I, I, I can identify somebody being able to do something that I couldn't have done. Okay. And I can honestly tell you, I, I could have learned how to do a moonsault. I could have learned how to do a couple of things that the kids can do, but the stuff they do, I could never have done. I just, it, I, I don't, I don't think so anyway. And I, you know, who knows? I was a division one athlete, but the stuff those guys do, you know, similar to what the Lusos and the, the, the bumps they take, I can't help but respect them. Plus, they're really nice, respectful kids. And that's, to me, I keep, I know that word respect is, is probably used too much by me, but man, when you got my respect, you got me. Does that make sense? No, no, that, no question. No question. And I, that, 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 that that's where Sasha Banks comes into my life. She respects me. And I mean, I can't tell you that the word respect, it means more than anything, especially as you get older. You know what I mean? It's so easy to be pushed aside, forgotten. You know what I mean? But for me to still be here, have a show like this with you, and have respect and get texted and say, hey, Nate, you know, be strong. I mean, I got, I got that from Shayna Baser, got it from Nia Jax, Rhea Ripley. I mean, all of them. The all, you know, in you find out who are your friends and who respects you when things are up, when things are down. Does that make sense? Oh, no, no question. And, uh, and I like the Bucks too. I've dealt with them on oh, God, a few occasions. And yes, that's what I like about them. I've, I've been watching their stuff dating back to when they worked like PWG in LA, that kind of underground promotion. When they were in TNA doing that terrible gimmick, I, I forget what it was. It was so terrible. Of course, Ring of Honor, New Japan. And they've always gotten better. They, they've added the intensity and emotion as opposed to being just real clinical high spot guys, which they kind of were at the start of their careers. They sell great. They can work heel or baby face. They do good promos. I have a lot of respect for guys who just continue to get better all the time. And I don't think the Bucks have ever stopped getting better, Nate. I don't think they've ever settled. Neither do I. And, and they've, they've come up with several different looks that work. And I... I don't think there's any limit. They're young guys. The, the key to them, the key for them is to stay healthy. 
you know, yeah, which is it, the key for everybody. Yeah, and as they temper their work a little bit, I, I think they're playing into that because there comes a point where you don't have to do necessarily all that, although I know they take pride in it, but you got to pick your spots. I think they're real smart kids, and you're right, that mm -hmm. bodes well, kids. I mean, I'm saying that because I'm 60, and that bodes well for their longevity. Now, another tag team that is my cup of tea in every way is FTR. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They have, they have high regard for Arn and Tully. Yep. They work like Arn and Tully. They work just the style I like in tag team wrestling. And one thing I said on, on Twitter, and Dax Harwood said it was the tweet of the week. He said it was, I was the smartest guy on Twitter that day. That's before he blocked me, but that's another story altogether. Uh, well, that's Dax, Dax Harwood. Dax, he blocked me. <laughs> I can still get heat, Nate, no question. But I, I think he's a good guy, and I think they're a great team. I actually think we... That, that he and I think wrestling a lot alike. It's just that he sees as a holy pursuit, and, and I don't quite. But uh, they wrestle like a tag team. And a lot of times today in tag team wrestling, Nate, and the Bucks don't do this, and FTR doesn't do this, and the Usos don't do this, but sometimes it's just four guys wrestling instead of tag team wrestling. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? And FTR yeah. always wrestles like a tag team, don't they? Yeah. No, and... And going back to their run in the WWE, those guys and the Usos had some matches that were unbelievable. Um, as as and they took that same level of skill, which is immense, over and they had the great matches with the Young Bucks. I mean, those guys. I mean, once again, as I mentioned before, Arn Tully, myself, we were never Mister America, right? But we could all work, and those kids can work. Yeah, I mean, I, I love watching their matches. They can adapt to any style. They can do the Lucha Brothers. They can do the Young Bucks. And they're so believable. I, I think it's fair to say, and this is no knock on anybody else, Nate, FTR are the most believable tag team of the day and, and have been for quite some time. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that they were the Usos. I'm, I'm really big on the Usos. But, I mean, I, I, couldn't, I can't. I can't see the difference between the two. No, no, no. And certainly I'm not even comparing the two. The Usos are great. We've talked about them. But yeah, you know, I, no, I, think, yeah, I, think, I think they're great, yes. Now, let's talk about the new AEW World Champion, Hangman Page. Uh -huh. He's only 30 years old, never left yeah. WWE, and I think he's the real thing. I wrote in a blog today, and by the way, I'm doing a every Monday wrestling blog now at WXDX.com if people want to check it out. But Hangman Page at 30 is a real main eventer. And I yes. don't think there's too many of those. I think we overestimate how many there are. Oh, for sure. I watched his stuff. I've liked him since day one. And I, I think uh, him being a champion now is long overdue. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, they, and once again, I, I only know him to say hi and I've shaken his hand a couple of times, but he's respectful. But he, he, works, he works incredibly hard in the ring. He's got a really good-looking gimmick. He's a very handsome young man. And uh, I think he should have a hell of a run with the title. Well, him and Kenny had just the lights-out match at full gear. Yeah. Just unbelievable. And, you know, Kenny does that. But, you know, Hangman was an equal partner in that. I, I yep. hasten to add. And uh, Yeah, hey, you know, make no mistake. It always takes two to tangle, man. No question. No question. But I got to say this about Hangman, Nate. You know what he reminds me of is and not, not, not exactly, but there's a little bit of Stan Hansen in him. He does the cowboy gimmick. He does yeah. the lariat. He's not nearsighted, and he can hear, and he won't kill you. 
but yeah. there's a little bit of Stan Hansen in him, isn't there? A little bit of Barry Windham, too. Yes, yes. Great call. Great call. Yeah. And, and obviously, there's he, no... he, he, He's not nearly as stiff without to be compared to Stan Hansen. Oh, I know. I know. Well, like, let's, like I said. Let's get realistic. I'm still trying to get the blade out of my forehead and one of his clotheslines. Well, it's like Barry, Terry uh, said to me about Stan Hansen once. He said, what? he's nearsighted and he can't hear. Yeah. So, like, you're just in for a treat. He doesn't mean to do it, but he's going to kill you. Yeah. Well, wrestle him for an hour sometime and tell me about it. So, if you want to be the real world champion until you wrestle Hanson and Brody in Japan individually for an hour, you are not the world champion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one I've more had guy, that pleasure about five to six times. <laughs> now, now, one more guy I want to talk about uh, today on Rate the Wrestlers is uh, a guy I think who's been a main eventer in WWE, but I think he's still somewhat underestimated, and that's Drew McIntyre. There's a guy who paid his dues in, in TNA, Impact Wrestling, really honed his character after going there from WWE, came back a truly polished professional, and I like the fact that he's big. I mean, I wish wrestling would go just a little bit bigger. I, I liked it when it was larger than life, and Drew's larger than life. He is, and... Uh... And gifted, you know, I don't know if they, they gave him that real good run for a while. And uh, who knows? Uh, you know, those are questions that are that you and I can only speculate on. But as far in terms of ability, he's got all the ability. He has an incredible look. I mean, he's one of the Lex Luger, Kerry Von Eric. Yeah. He's big. He's strong. He's handsome. He's a nice guy. Um, and why they're not running with him right now, I don't know. But that's that's... The funny thing about wrestling is it could be hot and cold. One day you're, one day you're, you know, the, the, you're in the eyes of the people that make the decisions, you're gold the next day. Somebody will see something they don't like, and then they, they, they sometimes you have to go back down to the bottom and start up again. Well, I like, absolutely it does. And I think that will happen with Drew because he's too good to keep on the back yeah. for very long. But one thing I really like about him, Nate, he does very earnest, sincere promos that are very believable. I mean, we have a lot of guys yelling and screaming, and that's okay. There's room for that. But he's different and prospers at promos because of it, I think. Yeah, actually, I don't know if you remember, but the promo that he did backstage was Shawn Michaels at a show about a year ago uh, where Shawn had, you know, encouraged him to come back, and they went back at NXT before the main roster and all that was one of the best promos I've ever heard. And I told him that. I called him and said, hey, man, that's the kind of stuff that will get you over. Not everybody has to holler and scream like Rick Flair did. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I, no, I, only, I, only, I only knew one way of communication. <laughs> no, no, I agree. And I, and I think... Uh, we hey, look at Hey, one of the greatest interviewers of all time. I mean, no, I'm going to argue this with anybody. Is Aaron Anders. No question. He never... He never raised his voice, but everything Iron said and everything that came out of his mouth, brother, you looked at it and went, holy shit, this guy is dead on. Only two. Now, Nate, here's where we're going to get to. If they want to turn Cody Rhodes heel, they need to let Iron talk. <laughs> well, I, I can't wait and, for and, Cody. And, and let Iron get serious. I'm serious. Well, I can't wait for Cody to get like a, a second win there because I think very highly of him. I know you're real high on. Well, has deserved better for his his Dolph. What's your take on Dolph Ziggler? It has underutilized. 
oh my God, my Dolphins, my take on Dolphins Ziggler is that they, if that market jumped on him instead of Seth Rollins, that, that market, they would be, that market would have been stretched out, tied up, brought to the ring. He would have great find him, stretched him, made him submit three times before he got back to the dressing room. <laughs> Dolph is a tough kid. Six. But what about, rank, should he have got passion. better? Should he be a bigger star? Yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely feel that way. But I'll tell you what he's done. He's taken every role they've given him and made it successful. And at the end of the day, he's had a 20-year career, made lots of money, saved his money on top of the world, and doesn't give a shit. They, they call him to do something. He doesn't. You know why? Because he knows he's better than they give him credit for. Nobody, nobody, I mean, once again, he's another example of a guy that is that you know. I, I'm I'm touching the word great when he when he wants to be. Does that make sense? If he has a partner, um, uh, like I thought he and Seth Rollins a couple years ago had some like great matches. Um, but don't make it. Don't think that Dolph can't you know yank a guy around if he wants to. But he he's happy. That's the most important thing. He goes home happy at night. He's not stressed out about it because he knows how good he is. And that's what we all struggled with for so long in our careers. We know how good we were, but, you know, and the promoter, but with the minute you start getting social media and people going like this and then people going on to Hannibal, the, the guy that does all the interviews and knocking everybody and I would have done this and all that, that. I mean, then you have to endure that. If you're great, you're going to endure a bunch of crap. In Dolph's case, you never hear anything. He's the top rating, not the GOAT, but he's one of those guys that rises above being criticized for anything except being a really good, good professional wrestler. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan as well. And you're, you're, at, and, and, I, he's, and he's the last great American gigolo. Woo. <laughs> well, you're right about uh, something I want to reemphasize. And I know uh, some guys in the business, heck, in any business, my business, that are like this. You know, they might not get what they want, but they make the absolute best of what they're given. Exactly. And I think that Dolph definitely cool. comes under that heading. And I think he's an immensely skilled performer. But I think it's important to look back at the end of any career, any profession, and just feel like you did the best with what you got. And I think he can, he can do that. Now, I want to move on to Bobby Lashley who's having a pretty good run in WWE. And he's a bit like Drew McIntyre, who we discussed last week. He went to Impact Wrestling. And I don't want to say he he learned what to do, but kind of remade himself and refined himself and was an even better performer when he came back to WWE. Oh, I think so. I think Bobby's done a tremendous job. And I, I you, know, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, MVP too. And I like, you know, I like the fact they get dressed up. To me, you can never dress up enough if you're professional. You never see Vince walking around with sweatpants and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Well, I'm, right now I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts, so maybe you've come to the wrong but, place. But, 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 I, but, but I get but your not, drift. But you're not in the workplace where everybody sees you. I'll be wearing you know? this in the workplace later, but but you're making me feel worse every second, H. No, no, I'm just talking about him. He, he doesn't, that's what I, I've loved, what's loved about Vince. He doesn't ask you anything more of you than he asks of himself. And well, that, keep, go ahead. Well, keep, let's let's stay with Bobby Lashley because again, you. No, Bobby, I think Bob, I think Bobby's very talented. I think he's a much better performer than he was the first time he was here. 
And, and obviously, is, is a, it, it, the experience helped him out a lot. Talk about that that connection that uh, with with MVP because I think that has done Bobby a lot of good. I think I don't think there's many better talkers than than MVP could work when when the opportunity comes up. I think that's been a a real good partnership. Uh, absolutely, I think I'm a big fan of MVP. I was, you know, he did a favor for me when I was on my way out, and then when I was my self confidence was horrible, he was there right there for me, as with Stephen Regal and some other guys. I mean, just. I can't, I, I, I just have a lot of respect for MVP and I, I do enjoy watching those guys work, you know, like, I like Sheldon Benjamin a lot too. Um, you know, there aren't aren't too many better athletes really anywhere than, than Sheldon Benjamin. I got news for you in case you haven't followed his amateur career. Nate, we've been talking about Bobby Lashley. We threw McIntyre last week and as we agree, they both kind of. I don't want to say got their act together, but they improved in impact and came back to WWE and have been bigger and better. Do we underestimate impact as a promotion formal A? Uh, does more good stuff that we know a couple performers now I love in Ace Austin and Alexander, who I think are, are doing, I'm forever going to be WWE or AEW, but, but I hesitate to call them a breeding ground because that, but maybe that's what they are. Well, they very well could be. I, I don't watch the show, so I can't I can't comment on that. But all I can tell well, you, right? But you know who's come from there? Exactly. All I can say is that the um, anytime you have a chance to wrestle different people, experience different situations in the ring, you're going to get better. And uh, walking away and leaving. Uh, as Drew and Bobby did, and and going somewhere else, I think, I think Bobby did some MMA MMA stuff as well. But at the end of the day, if you want to be a big star, you come back to the WWE, and they both did, and they they both have done very well. And I, like I said, I'm a big fan of Drew and a big friend of Bob, a big fan of Bobby and MVP. Now we're going to talk about Cesaro next, who is this great mm-hmm. technical wrestler. Uh, I kind of liked him. You know, it's weird. It's a long time ago. And, Nate, I'm sure you didn't see this, but I loved him in Ring of Honor as one half of the Kings of Wrestling tag team. I I don't know. I mean, like, he is a very dry performer, but he's technically so excellent. What's your take on him? Uh, Well, my take on him is that he and Seth Rollins had a match at WrestleMania that was difficult for anybody to follow. Um, So, I mean, I once again, I'm... I'm real partial to, to Cesaro. I think <clears throat> he said to me one time five years ago or four years ago, they, they don't think I have enough personality to be on the show. I said, you don't ever have to open your mouth. When you can work like you do, they're never going to let you go. <laughs> so, you no, know, I, I, they, I, I agree they, with he, that. He, he's the kind of guy I'd like you to manage him and, and have him as a heel because he can do some really incredible stuff and he's a big strong guy he's probably the strongest palm performer guy in the company now why do they not do that anymore nature because it used to be so automatic if a guy could really work and had a good look which cesaro does but you know wasn't necessarily bubbling over with charisma they put a manager with them and and that was that that used to be so automatic and now it so rarely happens yeah i don't know i mean i would have i i i like i said i'd love to have that opportunity but not Obviously, I'm not going to go back there, but 
Um, I, I think he's just an incredibly good guy. Um, and he does them, them you know, the, anytime you could do something that nobody else can do that separates you from the crowd, you're, you're going to be in that position where you're in a position where you, um, are going to catch the promoter's eye. And no, and no matter how hard they may have wanted to, to dismiss Cesaro, you'll always be able to come back because you can do stuff other guys can't do. And that's what separates them. You know, that's like going back to my daughter. She can do stuff that other girls can't do. She can do a lot of stuff other girls can't do. And, uh, and, and that's how you separate yourself from the pack. It's, it's very simple. People, people can, they can be as mad as you want. They, they can say, ah, da, 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 da. But when they look at you and they're forced to look at you long enough, they're going to find they, they're going to throw their hands up and they go, Hey, shit, I give up. You're right. She's the greatest. He's the greatest. Does that make sense to you? No, absolutely. It, it, I it's, it, it's the fickle people's social media. I mean, <laughs> and it's it, and it's an unfair judgment. You know, well, Rick, I, I think that applied to your career to a degree too. I I think there were promoters and and times where whoever ran the company wanted to move past you. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly attempted enough, but they just couldn't do it because you were still Ric Flair. And I think there's a handful of people in today's business that applies to as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But going back to what you said 15 minutes ago, they're never going to be able to go past Undertaker, never going to be able to go past Steve Austin. <laughs> now, and, uh, and, what... and, and, and to a lot of people's dismay, I'm 20 years older than them. They're never going to be able to go past me. <laughs> I, I think we're proving that even as we speak. No, now... not, not, not Austin Undertaker, but a lot of other people who, in their delusional mind, think they can no, let me just say something. And that's very simply because of this. If for no other reason, people will always know someone like me only because they've had to watch 45 years or 48 years of me on TV. If you're, you're going to be recognizable, you're going to be <laughs> swarmed with people because 48 years you've been jammed down their throats, you know, like, people, like, God, uh, big pardon. That means you started when I was 12. I know <laughs> it'll be, it'll, it, it, I've got to live to be to September of 2022. It'll be 50 years. Amazing. What Amazing. a party. I'm going to, I'm going to have a party for myself. If nobody comes, I'll come. I came <laughs> to the last one. Of course you will. <laughs> now, uh, I want to move on to a couple AEW performers to, to wrap this up. First off, a, a guy who just moved over from NXT, Adam Cole. Yeah. It's so small, but he's so good. Yeah, I, I think he's gotten over better than uh, than uh, CM Punk or Daniel Bryan. Oh, I, I do too. And they got to turn him babyface because that's the kind of response he gets. I think they're kind of in the process of doing that now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't turn him. I, I would fight the other way. He, he, he's, a, he's a good heel. Yeah, but you always you want everybody to be healed because you never wanted to turn. No, but but when you find a handsome heel that can work and tell you that I'm better looking than you, and I'm better than you, I I I stick with that guy. See, you're, you're saying the once again, what the fans are forces, the, the fans should never force the promotion to turn a guy whatever they want or a woman or a man. No, I mean, why why do you say that? What should the barometer be? The barometer should be what, let them do what they're best at. 
And if they're really good as he has been as a heel, for instance, you know what I mean? It, it, it's the tweeners that get lost. And once, you start, and once you start changing that formula around, the tweeners get lost. They finally have made Ashley a heel. After five or what, seven years of being on top, six years of being on top, she finally is a heel. And they're finally getting it. And you ride, you ride with the big players. Look at Roman now. They need to ride Roman for another two years like this. Why wouldn't you? Now, how do fans get past Adam Cole's size? Because when I watch him, I forget he's small. Because, again, he's so good. But, uh, you know, I'd rather he be but the he, exception he, than he, the rule. He doesn't work small. No, you're right. He doesn't work small. So the fans are past the side already. He works big. As long as he stays tight and solid, smacks guys, and out-talks them. It, 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 you know, sometimes I, we all can get caught up on that size matter. They told me, I went, here's how I feel about that word. Pat O'Connor, a legendary wrestler best year, told NW I wasn't big enough to be the world champion. I said, Pat, fuck you. <laughs> and I, I and trust, I had to wrestle Pat a couple of times for an hour in St. Louis. That was not a night off. <laughs> he let me know all night long that he could end it. And he was 20 years older than me. <laughs> uh well, that, that begs the question. Can Adam Cole be a world champ? Do you see that in his future? Uh, well, Daniel Bryan was a world champion. That's all I can answer that. You don't sound enthusiastic, though. No, I, 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 I don't know the answer to that, but I just know he has a lot of talent. And, and as I said, it's it just my opinion, but of the three guys that went together, you know, it's really hard for three guys to all get over. If I'm watching the show, the guys, I think I'm, I'm very entertained by, by Punk's interviews and the stuff with MJF and that, but I, 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 I when Adam Cole's in that ring, to me, I, 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 I like watching him. I did. I like watching NXT when he was there. Well, I agree that Adam Cole has got the best response. Hey, he's, he, he's, a, he's as handsome as Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? He's got that kind of look and he's arrogant like Shawn. What more? Well, Sean, Sean, Sean was not six foot five and two eighty. Oh no, no, no! And and I think Cole can be a world champion. And I agree with you when you say that uh, he's gotten a better response there than even Punk and Danielson. Certainly a more consistent response. It's not yes. predicated on where the show's at, like Punk in Chicago and so forth. Thank you. But uh, but with Adam Cole, uh, I think a big part of that is he's not overexposed. I think. You know, Danielson and Punk are both in their 40s. Adam Cole's in his 20s or maybe early 30s. I'm not sure. And he's somebody that they haven't seen for years and years and years doing the same thing, which is why I thought it was good to turn Danielson because that's something we haven't seen for a long time. But, but again, I keep coming back to youth and energy and guys people haven't seen before, seen yes. as much of before. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, another guy to talk about that came over from WWE is uh, the former Rusev, now known as Miro Yeah, AEW. What's your take on him, Nate? Love that kid. I told him, there's no way in hell he's ever getting his hands on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the kid. He's a big, strong, impressive guy. He's limber. He's got a million-dollar look. He's even lost more weight now. I'm really impressed by him. I didn't like the way they brought him in. 
think they were first match was in a tag match or something. I, well, yeah, they but, brought him in with Kip Sabian as part yeah. of Kip Sabian's wedding. He was the best man. And I didn't think they could have brought him in worse. But this new the, gimmick he has is the, the new, Redeemer. The, the new one, Sam Betts. Yes, I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's tremendous. Hey, he, that, can that, work. he can work too, can he? Yes, he sure as hell can. He's a, he's a working fool. See, I see him as a world champ someday. And oh, I, I do too. Absolutely. I don't think he's an old guy by any means. So, No, and, and it, it just goes to prove that it, everybody thought, well, you take, it's kind of like when, 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 when Liz left Randy, there was a clearly different a, a dynamic with just Randy by himself. But, and everybody said with Rusev without Lana, but he's proved everybody wrong. Lana is lovely and beautiful, but he can make it without Lana being there, and he's done a hell of a job of it. And his, his ability is going to continue, and his momentum, you know, it's endless for him. And, and he's a great talent. Now, uh, I agree with all of that. So, and this is no knock on Lana, who I think is, is beautiful and a great performer. I would not bring her in with Miro. I, I think that's been discussed in AEW. But I just don't see the need. I think to make that kind of change, there would have to be a need. And maybe you do it later on, but not now. I, I totally agree. Now, uh, yeah, what, oh, well, not, not, not because I don't enjoy Lana. Well, I, 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 uh, I love that gimmick when they first started it. But I, I just think right now that in any kind of change would, would distract, it would distract from his, from his um, I mean, just from the fact he's growing in to be such a great star. Miro and Lana in WWE, when they were Rusev and Lana, yeah. they had a real uh, Savage and Elizabeth vibe to them, didn't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was great. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's perfect. You know, who knows why it went, went south. I've heard different stories, but um, <clears throat> I, I just, I mean, once again, we're talking about Rusev. I think, I think he's fabulous, and he can, he, the, the things that... Um, the future holds for him are, are, are limitless. And then finally, he's currently sidelined, uh, but former AEW champ, former WWE star, Mox, John Moxley. Yes. Uh, who, who I think, uh, he's had his ups and downs, but I think he's a great performer, and I think he's real. I think he has a real connection to the fans. I don't think there's much BS about him. No, I, the fans feel it, too. He's fantastic. They absolutely feel it. What was your take on the Shield when they had him and Rollins and Roman Reigns together? That was kind of a good jumping-off point for all three, wasn't it? Well, I'm sorry, say it again. When they had all three together in the Shield, oh like, God, I love that was a, that was a great jumping-off point for all three, wasn't yeah, it? It yeah. benefited all of them. What a way to come in! Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about: protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for GoliathLife.com, but to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now. And just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance, super easy. 
Goliath Life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath Life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at GoliathLife.com. I'm curious to know what you think of Darby Allen, the, the kid who's partnered with Sting in, yeah, in AEW. I, 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 I him. The first time I saw him, I said that this guy has no chance. He's too small. It's a little bit goofy, but you know what? He's awesome. He's an awesome worker, and he taps into that skater culture, it, it, that French type of culture, and and it, it's he's just I I can't say enough good about the kid. But he, yeah, there, there's nothing I can say but good. He's a kamikaze pilot. <laughs> when I watched him do that thing and dive off the rope backwards with his hands on his side, the first time I saw him do it, I came out of the chair. I mean, you talk about what we were what we were discussing earlier about doing something that makes everybody take attention immediately, and and the thing I thought last week with Sting and Darby Allen and uh, Billy Gunn and his boys, I thought it was fantastic. How, how proud do you think Billy Gunn is of those two boys, huh? Oh, no question, no and, question. And, and, and Billy looks like he's thirty-five years old. I mean, it's great. I know that I'm I'm the older saying this. And I'm not saying it's the best part of the show, but it certainly is a very entertaining part of it. Oh, and, no question. And, and and staying, you know, I love like he's my own kid. You know what I mean? Well, I think Darby has gotten a good rub from Sting. I think oh, there's yeah. just enough similarity in their look and their characters, kind of the the loner type deal where it's done Darby and for that matter, Sting a lot of good. But where I love the Darby Allen gimmick, and and, and don't forget, Darby Allen was Darby Allen long before he got to AEW. He did the same thing on the independency. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, 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 this is long winded, so forgive me, but remember a show that I, that was number one on TV for years called Big Bang Theory with Kaylee sure. Cuoco. Okay. Sure. When that came on the air, a lot of people didn't like it because it was, it was just, you know, a typical, you know, it was like a remake of Friends with different people. But yeah, I said at the time, and it was, it was proved true. This is going to work because it, it, it taps into nerd culture, computer culture. That type of thing with the with the four characters kind of swarming around the beautiful girl. And I said, it's going to work because it's different. It's well executed, but mostly it's different. Same thing with Darby Allen. What Darby's doing, I mean, the work's phenomenal, but that character's never been seen before. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, uh, how, how does a guy that small overcome his size? And, 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 and he's a very, very nice guy. Very humble. I, I've never met him, but I've been I've been told the same. Yeah. But like that suicidal stuff, like the the coffin drop. I mean, that's just again, how many guys have ever done something like that? That reminds me almost of that that headbutt from the top, like Harley did. Yeah, exactly. Or and and, and I just hope that when he's thirty five years old, he can walk. Yeah, I mean that's a legitimate fear. <laughs> no, that's that's what I told Foley. I used to tell Foley he thought I meant. I think he's you know he always like Nick's kind of. Or Mick is the kind of guy that if you're not careful with your choice of words, he takes offense to it. But I, well, I said one time we were doing a live 
uh, something for a show, and I said, "You're you're you 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 you're lucky you're alive." You know what I mean? And I meant, but I meant because of what he's put himself through, not that he's not that he should retire. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know he was he was upset about our choice of words in in the Ric Flair book. Yeah, that was a receipt. Yeah, well, I know, and I actually think the description holds, but I I think Darby Allen is is a bit more than that. And just one last quick shout out to him. Uh, this is an obscure music reference, but when I saw his name and his character, I said, okay, Darby Crash, Gigi Allen, I'm on your side, kid. And he's done nothing to disappoint me since then. Now. A guy that's not wrestled much lately, and I'm not sure if he will again, I want to talk about Samoa Joe. Yeah. Because I think he is one of the most underrated performers in recent wrestling history. Yeah, I like Joe a lot, too. Why, why, why is he not wrestling now? Well, he was doing announcing in WWE. I think he I was doing NXT. But I, I, I can't remember the last time he's wrestled. I don't know what the future plans for him are. I don't know either. I haven't heard. But, but I, I, don't know, I don't know about his physical health either. I think that kept him out of the ring for a bit as well. Yeah, I don't have the answer. But I, I like Joe a lot. I was with him at uh, TNA, and then, of course, I spent some time with him at uh, WWE when I was, you know, going over there, you know, visiting with Ashley and all the kids. So, um, yeah, I got I got a lot of time for him, but I think he's good on the mic. Oh, I think he's great. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's one of the few guys that when he grabbed Lesnar, it was believable. Yeah, and when he does the real guy stuff, it's believable. Yeah. Like, the yeah. series he had, yeah. that one match in particular in TNA with Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yeah. He's just outstanding, and yeah. he's he's one hundred percent believable. Yeah, and and like I going back to what I said last week, those Samoan kids are not only tough, but all of them can work. They can all work, and they're tough kids. Well, his work within the context of like the Kurt Angle thing, who's a legitimate shooter and an Olympic gold medalist, was again just phenomenal. I, I watched that match almost as much as I watched uh, like Flair Steamboat from '89. That's how impressed I was. Well, let's not get crazy. I said almost as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope Joe gets one more run because I, I just I do too. So I, he's great. Yeah, he's, to me, he's very talented. I, I I didn't I knew he had a, an injury, but I can't even remember what kind it was. But uh, no, he and I have talked. I I enjoyed being around him. He's a very nice guy. Well, see, I thought when he was in TNA. I thought TNA had a better run for a while than, than it was given credit for, and I thought he was a big part of that. I just think TNA came along at a point where wrestling was kind of at low tide, especially a secondary promotion behind WWE, but I thought some pretty good stuff went on there, and he was a big part of that. I, I thought it did, too. I did, I, I'm glad I didn't have to wrestle with him because I was, at that point, I don't know if I could handle a big guy like that. <laughs> He's a big, tough kid. Now, uh, let's talk about Rey Mysterio Jr. He, he and AJ had some good matches. Yes, they sure did. Sure yeah. did. Yeah. Let's talk about Rey Mysterio Jr. My man. Well, I, I remember when he was just a, literally a kid working in ECW. It was the first time I met him. He was just out of his teens. And now he's still going. What a phenomenal career he's had. He's working with his son, which I know is is of great, uh, of great yeah. reward to him. But he really, I mean, we, we like to say about a million performers in age. That so and so changed the business. He really did change the business. He did, absolutely. Uh, if Jushin Lager, if they're going to give Jushin Lager that credit which they have, or right. Lager, Lager, for thirty years ago, then then Ray changed it. Um, you know, within the last twenty years, sure did. Now, now, how did he? He was a guy when I first saw him. I thought, okay, this guy's too small. How did he overcome that? Skill. 
skilled, charisma, great gimmick, wonderful guy, great attitude, and a businessman. And he can do anything. Yeah, he really can. I mean, I've yeah. never seen any spot that he blew. And he he's tried so much new stuff. And yeah. he, he was a real innovator, even among the luchadors back when. Absolutely. And keep in mind, he's had like seven knee surgeries. So, it, you know, it's not a rookie. He's, he's, he's put his body through a lot. He's another guy that I just hope later in life isn't all banged up to the point where he's not, not comfortable. You know what I mean? Well, one thing I think really helped Ray, too, was for a little guy, he had a great body. I yeah. mean, even oh though God. he was small, I mean, you know, just his, his definition and, and his size within the context of his bulk was astounding and still is, really. Yeah, exactly. He's always built. He, he puts a lot of time into his, his training, his physique. But you brought up a really good point. He's really having a good time with Dominic, who is really, really going to be good. Uh, he's still, you know, if you, look, if, you, if you look at it carefully, I haven't watched Dominic lately, but when he first came up, he was working, you know, off his left arm rather than his right. Did you notice that? I, I did not, but he trained with Lance Storm, so it's yeah. hard to believe that that's the case. Well, I, I think he wrestled too much in Mexico. They was working with his left arm, yeah. Oh, right, because they work from the left there, don't they? Yeah, they do, yep. Wow. I couldn't have, well, you know what, now that you mention it, because whenever I watch like Triple A or whatever, and especially the older matches, like, you know, on YouTube or whatever with, with Santo, it is weird. It is weird for like five minutes when you, when you see that. Hey, yeah, I'll give you an example. The matches that Andrade and Ray had on TV were, you know, I mean, you, if you start ranking the good matches over the years, that series was pretty big time too. How much longer do you think Ray's going to go? Ray's got to be 45, right? He'll go until, you know. He might, it, he might be older than that. I, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I think he'll go until he doesn't feel uncomfortable. He's, he's, he's done so well. He, he's one of the biggest marketing guys they've ever had with the company. With the masks. And he's, he's been able to be masked, unmasked. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Come back and they never get tired of it. And he's over He'll always be over. Okay, I got it right here. Ray's 46 years old. That's about what I figured. You're right. I mean, in terms of popularity, he can go as long as he wants, I think. Yep. And I and I think he's going to try to stick with Dominic as long as he possibly can. Absolutely. Why wouldn't he, right? That, 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 and because Dominic will go on to become a big, huge star in his time, during his time in, in the future. I would guess, and I think this has been discussed, Nate, and it makes sense. I would guess that at some point Dominic puts the mask on and continues that tradition. Maybe he's uh, Prince Mysterio Jr. or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard to follow the footsteps and identically trace the footsteps of someone as great as Ray. But I, Dominic's going to be successful whether he puts the mask on or not. He's got a lot of skill. And, and he's a big kid. He just, he's just starting to fill out. Now, I want to talk about Jeff Hardy. My hero. Uh, uh, just an unbelievable performer. What What's your take on Jeff as a single as opposed to in a tag team with Matt? I think the Hardys are one of the best tag teams of all time. But I think Jeff, I mean, you can make an argument for him as a single for being one of the best of his generation. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny. It, and, I, and I don't mean this with any malice, but every time they try to write Jeff off, Jeff comes back. <laughs> you kids can't. That that sounds familiar, doesn't it? No, no. But I'm saying, you know, they'll put Jeff in a scenario where he gets beat one day. You'll think, why? Why they do that, right? And then 
three weeks later, he's back out there and they put him in a scenario where he's winning. And, you know, even though that, um, you know, for a, a guy that's such a fan of Jeff's, I don't see ever there being that low or that slump because I think Jeff is so great. I mean, the two bumps are the most impressive bumps I've ever seen in my life, which is, once again, saying a lot, is Foley with Undertaker with the cage, right? Boom. And I don't mean the one on the table, the one where he went through and his teeth went through his lips and all that. And then the other was Edge and Spear and Jeff Hardy in midair off the ladders. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I saw that. I went, my God. And I've seen some shit. I mean, that was some serious shit. And Jeff, you know, we had, I had Jeff on the podcast before. We'll grab him for one of these coming up in the future. But that kid has done some incredible stuff. And now look at Edge coming back now. Edge, I think Edge is better right now than he was before retiring. I, I think you might be right because I think when a guy like him comes back and has some time off and is working a limited schedule and can kind of like boil everything he does, everything he does down into just, you know, a match here and there, I think that bodes well. I think I think history's proven that and not just with Edge. Yeah, I, I think Edge could, could work a full schedule, though. I mean, I, I know his contract doesn't call for that, but that kid's got himself in great shape. He looks good. His interviews are some of the best. I've, his interviews now are better than I think at any time in his career. I mean, I just I love the stuff Edge is doing. I can't get enough of them. Well, one thing that the Hardys did and that Jeff in particular did, and I'm not sure if it's the case now because, you know, obviously Jeff's been around for a number of decades, but the Hardys appealed to kids. Yes. And, and one thing that I don't think, and Nate, I mean this very sincerely, because I work in real media, you know what I mean? And I think that gives me a different perspective. I don't think any wrestling company has ever taken somebody that appealed to kids and marketed that properly. I just don't think they get how to do it. I don't think they get how to capitalize on it. And I think the Hardys are evidence of that. I think a more recent example, when Bailey did the gimmick with the side pony when she first started out and you saw little girls in the crowd with the side pony, yeah. they should have perpetuated that as long as they could. And instead, they, it seemed like they couldn't get away from it fast enough. Uh, but I, but I'm a, I, you know, I know Bailey pretty well. I think it was her idea. Well, then it was a bad idea. Uh, well, but here's the thing: you know, uh, she's done. Bailey is one of these people that not only is a hell of a worker, but she can facilitate. They whatever role they put her in, she's damn good at. The stuff that she did with um, Bianca Belair, where they were matching, having the test of strength or whatever it was a couple of years ago, when Bianca first came up. I thought was some of the best stuff. I mean, in a, in a, you know, for two athletes, but, you know, we obviously, we all agree, you have to have some entertainment in the show. And the stuff between Bailey and Bianca uh, Blair was really entertaining. And I, I, a, I, 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 I 100% I, agree. I, I'm a big fan of Bailey. She just wanted to be, she wanted to turn heel. Yeah, that, it was a bad move. I'm going to be blunt. I mean, you can't, that, that kid's appeal is organic. And you have to milk that as long as you can. One last thing about, about Jeff Hardy. Even though they're in different companies now, don't you think the Hardys will finish up as a team somewhere? I don't know where, but somewhere. Well, I don't think Jeff will ever leave WWE. Um, um, so you think Matt would have to go there for that to happen? Oh, I don't know that they'll ever end up together. I, I can't predict that. I, uh, I talk to Beth and, and Jeff, you know, once a month, maybe twice a month. We're really close friends, and uh, 
I don't see or talk to Matt as much. I see him once in a while, but it's not like, I mean, I've had more, <laughs> shocker, I know you hate it when I say this, but I've had more fun with the Hardys than was overseas tours. <laughs> oh, no, the Hardys are great. I mean, I, uh, I you know. Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> I smoked cigarettes with Jeff Hardy out on the balcony <laughs> at 3 a.m. when everybody else was sound asleep. I said, Jeff, I'm 57 years old. Why am I smoking a cigarette with you out here on the balcony? <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny. I, I, I talk with, I, I communicate with Matt, uh, mostly through, through Twitter. And, uh, yeah. you know, I remember when they were the new kids and, you know, yeah. I met them and they were like, you know, they were like, and, and now, you know, I'm older and they're old too, but, uh, Hey, time marches on one last guy I want to talk about before we get to some, well, some, I, uh, let's just look, look, I, I love both Matt and Jeff. No question. Me too. And I, 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 my final analysis of that, I just wanted both to be happy. No they, question. Yeah, and, I, and they, they end up together. And they are awesome performers. No question. Uh, Always have been and still yeah. are today. One last guy, Mark Henry. Uh, he's now in a part-time role with AEW. I don't feel WWE ever got as much as they could out of him, and that wasn't to, to his uh, failing. I think they made a mistake. Remember the stuff they did with him and Mae Young? I do briefly, yeah. Well, Mark, you know, uh, first of all, Mark and I are very close friends. Uh he, he's probably mad at me right now because every time Texas gets their ass whipped, I text him as I do Mark. I haven't heard from either one of them recently. <laughs> so they're big UT guys, as you know. But Mark has had some bad injuries over the years. And I think that's, that that has sidelined him a lot. So um, the main way, I, I, bar I barely... I barely remember that, but... Um, what well, was the thing where he impregnated Mae Young and she gave birth to a hand? And it was like real lowbrow humor. And I got to tell you, I think when you have a great athlete like Mark Henry, who literally is the world's strongest man, I don't think you involve him in comedy. I think that's a mistake. And once you see that, you can't unsee that. And I kind of wonder if that contributed to him maybe not being as over as he could have been, as I thought he should have been. I, I, I you know I don't remember the skit exactly, so I, I can't comment. I just can tell you, he's a good guy, legitimately... Um, like you said, the world's strongest man, and not according to Ken Patera. <laughs> That's ongoing. Every time I see Mark, I go, Ken Patera said he never broke his records. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Mark. I don't think Mark Henry likes me. He blocks me on Twitter. I don't know why. Well, who wouldn't like you? That's what I said. But I, you, know, you know what I think? You know what I think it might have been. I forget if it's his brother or his cousin. Kevin Henry used to play for the Steelers. Uh huh. And you know me, how I talk about the Steelers, so maybe that had something to do with it. <laughs> maybe. I only, have, I only have two wrestlers that have blocked me. Who? Mark Henry and Dax Harwood. Who is Dax Harwood? The guy from FTR. Who? The guy from oh, FTR. Oh, Dax. Why would Dax do that? I know Dax. I, I don't know. I We met. I thought we got along. We see wrestling the same way. Next time I see him, I'm going to ask him, because I think, you know, those guys are a great tag. Oh, I do, too. God. And I, Tully and I are. All over again. It, this is the this is the Ric Flair show, but do we have time for one quick Mark Madden story? Woo! I have talked at length about wrestlers who have blown me off, correct? Yes. Jay Lethal being the biggest example. Guess who blew me off at an indie show who? Saturday night? Chris who? Hero. Well, see, I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, there you go. But he was in NXT for a while, was in Ring of Honor. He did a real good gimmick in Ring of Honor with Cesaro as the Kings of Wrestling tag team. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I went up and introduced myself. Hey, I'm Mark Madden. Used to work for WSW. He, he he shakes my hand, goes, "Hey, how you doing?" And just went back to what he was doing. Huh? 
And I almost said, you son of a bitch, I made more money every year in the last 20 than you. <laughs> but I just shut up and went and talked to people who like me, Nate. That's how I am. You know that. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? We can't make everybody happy, but we got to yeah. show we're having a lot of fun with it. And oh, no question. I'll, any, I'll, any, any, anything that's being discussed here is as legitimate as it could be. And I, I, no I, I, I try to give you the best possible answers. And you I know all the I know all these guys and um I'm gonna give them their due. If they uh if it's something that they don't want to hear, you know what, that's that's not my fault. And don't get me wrong, I think Jay Lethal's great. I think Dax is great. I just hope we can talk that out at some point, but we'll see. Yeah. Chris Hero, eh. But anyway, uh well let's move ahead and look to some of today's wrestlers as we do every week. And one guy we've not yet talked about at length is Brian Danielson, former Daniel Bryan, now with AEW. Is he comparable to you as a worker? How do you see his work? Um, it's okay. I wow, you just pissed a lot of people off because they think he's they think he's everything in a bag of chips. Okay, uh, not the work I, they're I, looking I, for, H. I didn't say I didn't say he wasn't a good worker. I I said you asked me what I thought. I I I'll tell you what. I thought um, this is what how I feel when Hunter put him over at whatever WrestleMania that was that made him. And he's a very talented kid. Don't, don't misunderstand me, but you have to have one match, one place, one day somewhere that makes you who you are. And remember Hunter, I don't know what WrestleMania it was. I think it was New York where Hunter put him over. What number, what number was that? I forget, Nate. I do not know. Yeah, and you know Hunter, who only wrestles once in a while, came out, and the match started on slow, but they ended up having a world class match. So yeah, no, he's a helpful performer. I, I just like I don't, I, I I don't see him as being Kenny Omega. I like I like him. It's, it's you're just asking me my opinion. No, no, no. I'm not, and I'm not asking you to say what you think. Uh, I think that. He's a real good worker. I think he's at the top of the pile. But I, I got to be honest. Is he a baby face now? No, he's a heel right now. Okay. Well, you, I, yeah, okay. As a baby face, he's not Ricky Steamboat. As a heel, he's not me. That's an accurate way of, of describing it, I think. And, and if, that they, piss, if, that, if that pisses people off, then they, they just got to live with history. Well, I... Can't disagree. In fact, I agree wholeheartedly. And I, and I, it was WrestleMania 30, by the way, Nate. I was kind of looking it up. Uh, Triple H and Daniel. Yeah, Bryan. Uh, and they they tore the joint down. But that is the night that made Brian or made uh, Brian. Yep, I like him a lot personally. But when you start asking me to talk about who's great and who's not, I mean, he's got a he's got a style. Um, he's not AJ Styles by any means. How much does his size hurt? It, it, well, as you can say, comparable size. He's, it, he's a little bit smaller than AJ, I think, but he's not AJ Styles. Well, what do you like about his work? What What do you like? What do you not like? What are pros and cons? I like his condition. I like his the fact that he works hard. He'll do anything. It looks like he sacrifices his body at all odds. I mean, he throws himself around, takes some incredible bumps. That stuff, that one bump he does off the top rope, he's done it a couple of times. Nothing less than incredible. Does that make sense? I, I don't know who he was working with, but he, he does that suplex where he lands on his stomach. <laughs> no, he's yeah, no, he's a hell of a hand. But you're asking me once again, 
And I'm, I'm not going to budge on who I think is good and who's great. I think he's very good. I like him better as a heel, like now in AEW. I think he's got the condescending thing down pat. I think when he's a baby face, he doesn't have half as much personality. But then again, I guess that can be said. No, but as a baby face, it's, it's more believable, though. There's, there's another guy. He can sell his ass off. So when he's making a comeback, it's, for me, it's more fun to watch a guy like him making a comeback against the bigger guys. Does that make sense? Oh, no question. Yeah, it's, it's harder for me to believe that as a heel, he's going to hold down, hold someone down. Does that make sense? Especially if it's a bigger opponent. A, a, but yeah, exactly. As a, as a, as a, as a bay face who's just, uh, just average size, but really loaded with talent. I much prefer him to see fighting from underneath as a fan. What kind of match could you have had with him? Phenomenal. If, uh, but here's the bay face. I can't do half the shit he could do, but I can take the shit that he would give me. Does that make sense? I could have. A perfect description, which which moves on now to our next. Yeah, topic. no, it's kind of, kind of like Randy. I don't, I could I couldn't do a lot of fancy things like he's again today, but I could take it. So and sometimes taking it is just as impressive as giving it. Sometimes taking it's more important than giving it. Yeah, exactly. Now let's move on to a, a, a friend of yours and mine, a Pittsburgh native, recently retired, uh, Kurt Angle. Now when you talk My about man. well, when you talk about great, that word, a hundred percent applies to Kurt Angle, doesn't it? Absolutely, G R E A T, Kurt Angle. Well, I think Kurt is one of the very few legitimately comparable to you as a worker, and I don't say that lightly. I think he's top five all time as a worker. I do too. I absolutely do. Do you, did you ever tell me about the time I took him down? No, but you're about to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you don't think you could take him down? <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, I I grabbed Ronda Rousey one time by the arm and I said, low single. She said, try it, I'll kill you. <laughs> well, let me tell, can I tell a quick Kurt Angle story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I covered Kurt Angle in high school. I was a writer then yeah. for the Post-Gazette, as you know, yeah. here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, uh, he was a great high school football player in Mount Lebanon, a great wrestler, obviously, in Mount Lebanon, went on to Clarion and, of course, won the Olympic gold. So I was in a place called Tom's Diner, which is a late night. It's closed now, but it was a late night food spot in Pittsburgh after I was out. I was, like, in my 20s, and Kurt was a senior in Mount Lebanon. So we're leaving Tom's Diner, and I see uh, a couple guys getting a fight on the sidewalk. A bigger guy looked like a football player. is going after another slightly smaller guy. And the slightly smaller guy just takes him down on the sidewalk and stretches him. Yeah. And that's the first time I met Kurt Angle face yeah. to face. Yeah. I talked I'm... to him on the phone for stories. I went up and go, hey, are you Kurt Angle? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. And he looks at me, couldn't figure out the else. I go, hey, I'm Mark Madden. I've talked to you for the Post-Gazette. Yeah. And he like kind of kind of does double take and I go, don't worry, this won't end up in the paper. Well, listen, I'm pissed off at Kurt, as he knows, for one reason. Why? When he's Hall of Fame induction, I'm the reason they went to the WWE. I ran into him in a gym in Gold in Memphis, Tennessee, and I was at WCW, and he was get, getting ready to decide who he was going to call and go to work for. And so I go, he said, you know, Mr. Flair, I said, it's not Mr. Flair, it's Mr. Angle, but thank you. Uh, I said, he said, I'm considering WWE or WCW. I said, consider no longer. I'll call Vince McMahon for you right now, and I did. <laughs> to rest of history, he would have died at uh 
they would have eaten that kid alive at WCW. I don't mean physically eat him alive, but the, the politics that would have been stacked on top of him, a gold medal winner who's tough, <laughs> that would have been everything at WCW would be barking at. Let me, let me jump right to the chase, Nate. Hulk Hogan could not have beaten him fast enough. No, not Hulk Hogan. Just I, I, I'm not going to put that in Hulk. Cause I listen. Hulk wasn't running the company. I got news for you. There was a lot of people that were running the company, a lot of voices. Hulk gets too much heat for it. The one thing I can tell you that I wasn't running the company. It's like when I was a booker that made all these bad decisions. I was on a booking committee, but the only name on the committee that meant anything was mine. Does that make any sense? And that's not taken away from anybody, but me and Kevin Sullivan, who to this day, I say the genius could talk all day long and Herrick walk in and say, we're doing this. So why are we wasting our time? You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's, it's, they did what they wanted to do. No, just, just a scapegoat. The, the boogie committee is just a scapegoat. Well, get back to Kurt. Uh, Kurt took the wrestling like a duck to water. Yes. I, I, I can never say he was green. Not even for a second. He was a natural. And before you knew it, he was calling matches in the ring. Uh, I mean, what? I mean, a lot of guys get into it with an amateur background, albeit not as impressive as Kurtz with the gold medal. But what made him so good so fast? Well, you know, you know who I compare him to, and I, and he compares himself to her too, is Ashley. Some people catch on really quick. Of course, he, Ashley, Ashley didn't have an amateur background, but... Let me tell you about Ashley. That's just a side note. Reed was a 14-time state champion in North Carolina and a four-time national champion, the Tulsa Nationals, AU Nationals. I took him to every tough tournament in the country. Ashley could beat Reed until he was 16 years old. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, they went to war. Ashley was so strong and so physically gifted that he he couldn't compete with her athleticism. That I mean, and of course she wanted you know I had fun. All the all reach friends loved Ashley and all that. But but Kurt just I mean the only guy I've ever seen, and he never never ultimately was the athlete that Kurt is. But these amateurs that come along, he, I mean he, he's better than Jack Briscoe, and nobody was tougher than Jack. Thirty one and was junior year with thirty one pins in Oklahoma. I don't think it's ever been duplicated. Um. But Kurt just took to it, and then he added that air, uh, aerial game. And, I mean, he's just an incredible athlete, a- as is Brock. I mean, I'm watching Brock on TV, really enjoying his new stuff now. I like him without Heyman. It's different, and I like Heyman with Reigns. I think that's, yeah. uh, that's shaping up for, yeah, but, but he's getting back there. To Kurt, Kurt, was one guy, Kurt was so diversified that he could have this phenomenal technically uh, – Phenomenal technical match with, with, uh, with, uh, Sean or these great matches with Taker. And, and even at my age, he gave me some, some good matches, you know, I don't know if anybody ever believed him, but I, I, well, I was so confident in him. I took everybody he could give me because I knew I was going to land the right way with him. You know, there was never any doubt. Well, you had a, a pretty good match with him. I just watched on YouTube. In 2005, do you have any recollection of that one? Yeah, I, la- I, I landed in L.A. and Pat Patterson said, you're going to wrestle Kurt Angle. And I said, why? He said, because uh, Vince wants you to. I said, for how long? He said, 20 minutes. I said, 20 minutes, me and Kurt Angle? you got to be kidding me. 
Kurt was so mad at me because I wouldn't let him lead. <laughs> We're going to my pace, Kurt, tonight. Sorry, brother. And every time you try to stretch me, I'm going to hang out in the robe. <laughs> but, but, but it was a good match. It was okay. Considering I was 56 years old. <laughs> oh, I think it was better than okay. And I think that says a lot about you at 56, but says a lot about Kurt as well. Well, Kurt, yeah, he made me. I mean, let me, I still said, Kurt, we're going out to the floor. He said, for what? I said, give me that belly to belly on the floor. He said, why? I said, so I can catch my breath. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I can't just take you down and hold you and recoup here, kid. <laughs> now, WWE had Kurt do comedy a lot of the time. Yeah. Was that, that good or bad? Uh, he's an Olympic gold medalist, and I think he's a pretty funny guy, and some of his promos were well, a lot funny, but. But he made it work. That's what makes you great. You use that word great, it's being able to survive any scenario that puts you into it and make it work. And did I like it? No, but it worked. And it was humorous. And the stuff with him and Austin was fabulous. You know what I mean? Oh, no, but, no. He... But, but, but when you talk, talk about great, I mean, Kurt was tight. His punches, his kicks, he never looked like he was out of control. You know what I mean? You have to remember, when you get five or eight guys in a ring, the camera's always on you. You can't be hitting a guy like this. Or, you know what I mean? You've got to think that the camera's right on you every time you punch somebody. Kurt is never looking awkward. He's throwing in a good punch. He's throwing a good kick. He stays tight. He stays close. He keeps it physical. Yet you can't feel him. I mean, he's like this. I tied up with him. I said, holy shit. The, the kid ties up like Steamboat. I mean, he's that good. Now, uh... Kurt wrestled his whole career with a broken neck, which he sustained actually even before uh, winning the gold at the Olympics. Uh, that caused him some problems in later life. Uh, I mean, he had a great career, but boy, to take that kind of risk, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not saying he did the wrong thing, but it's, I'm glad he got through it as well as he did. I feel the exact same way. What? But, that, was, that was like the blind squirrel finding the acorn because I never yeah, thought I, that would be as good as it was. Yeah, and and talking about Jim or, or Warrior, uh, there's another guy I don't think had the opportunity to learn his skills um, before he was thrown into the, in, into the fire. So that happens to a lot of guys that have a real good physique and a promoter will see him and say, wow, this guy's going to be the, the greatest. You know what I mean? So I've seen that heck come and go already now in AEW a couple of times. Uh, as of WWE, um, some guys will come in and look really good and then in two weeks they're gone with no explanation. So uh, it requires more than just looks. It requires, you know, a tough mental attitude or, or requires more than just a physique. It requires a mental attitude, a lot of heart, and a lot of determination to be the best at your craft to be successful in wrestling today. So don't be a fool on April 1st. I'm counting down the days, man. Supershowlive.com. It's going to be the place to be. I'm pretty fired up about it. I think it's going to be a good time. I hope you'll be there in Dallas with us at Gillies. And as you know, Jeff, everybody is going to be in Dallas. You want to be there as well. Now, if you can't be there, you can still go ahead and order the fight pay-per-view. That's right. It's over at supershowlive.com. You can watch live or on demand anytime you want. We've got some surprises up our sleeve. You don't want to miss. But if you pre-order this week or next week, you get a Jeff Hardy trading card. And think about this, guys. Jeff Hardy's only had trading cards, as far as I know, 
in TNA and WWE. This will be the first time that you have a card of his not through one of those promotions. Trading cards are, they're out there, pal. They're definitely out there. I mean, as we're talking right now, uh, I just quickly flipped over to eBay. There's a $29,000 Macho Man listing. There's a $29,000 Rock listing. These are for single cards. There's a box of sealed 1985 WWF cards, 25 grand. Oh, I mean, there's an old Ric Flair here for 15 grand, an old Flair for 13.5. The point is, these, these were mass produced. And so, as you know, Jeff, the more rare it is, the less they print, the more rare it is, and the more valuable it will be. This Jeff Hardy card promotion that's happening at supershowlive.com, it's worth a multiple of what the pay-per-view costs. I'm just saying. And by the way, if you get uh, our VIP backstage experience, not only do you get, you know, early entry and happy hour and all that jazz, you watch the show from the side stage. Then you get to come backstage after the show. Then Jeff will autograph your card. And I think, uh, we're actually working on getting some PSA DNA guys there. So you can go ahead and get it authenticated and yeah. you slab that thing, send it off. Now you've got a rare card. That's all of a sudden, even more rare. Uh, you're going to get more than your money's worth is what we're trying to say. Go to supershowlive.com, get in on all the excitement. When are we going to be able to see a Jeff Hardy card that doesn't have a major brand on it ever again? Will it ever happen again? It's happening right now at supershowlive.com. Okay, let's talk about uh, some of today's wrestlers, another weekly segment. And I know you're going to like talking about this guy, Nate. MJF, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman. My bear. Very inspired by Roddy Piper. Hey, see, he's got the big ring, man, just like the nature boy. Now he's got to buy one of these. Well, I see a lot of Roddy Piper in Max. How about you? Roddy Piper? No, not really. I don't see that. I, I Roddy was like, you know, Roddy was just a boom, 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 real quick. I just spoke to his daughter last night, by the way. So um, I'm catching up with him. But um, I don't see much Roddy in him. I see more me. The Roddy. I mean, I, I don't, don't talk about it. I'm, I'm not taking it away from Roddy. I just asked me who I see more. I, I like Roddy didn't brag, you know, Roddy didn't brag about his clothes and stuff like that. This kid is, you know, which makes him different. He's talking about the material things or he implies that he has the material things that other people don't have. And that really pisses people off, especially when it's the truth. Well, what I like about Max is he almost never breaks character, not not yeah. train, not on the mic, not away from wrestling, not any time. I like that, but today, with the camera everywhere, you got to be careful too. Oh, absolutely, especially if he wants to be a little nature boy. <laughs> well, no, you know what I mean. I mean, Nate, how much trouble would you have got if there was social media? Why do you? Why do? Why then? People keep bringing that up. What makes you think I did something wrong in the old days? Just Why? The huh? Just the hunch. Just the hunch. I was Has, there too. Have you ever been out of the week? <laughs> yes, indeed I have. Well, no, I, Merry Christmas. Max is great. I, he's a heel who isn't trying to be cheered. No, that's the key thing. You can't. I'll tell you anything. If I saw that pitch sign an autograph out in the parking lot of the building, I'd never talk to him again. I don't have to worry about this. No, no, man. If he's, I, I, he, it's, he's so damn good at what he's doing, and it really catches my attention. But, you know, I've seen so many guys in the business. 
go, go out via heel and TV throughout the parking lot, signing autographs. Instead of running to the bar 100 miles an hour to walk around and make sure that nobody tweets about what an asshole they are by signing all their autographs, you dumbass. What if heel signs an autograph? You know that? I used to walk to the airport with a hunter. And it's a few months they went right around and bad guys don't sire. <laughs> the internet answer. Bad boys don't sire. Uh, how, do, how do you rate Max's work? I, I, I think it's very physical. I think he's a heel. Yeah, I think he's very good. He works like a heel. And, uh, you know, he, 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 when he gets on top of the guy, which is the important thing, he stays on him. He knows when to back up. He knows when to air the crowd. Uh, by air, I mean get, give it a chance to breathe before he attacks again. That's a key thing too that a lot of guys understand. You got to give the people when you got a guy down and you and you have a down, you got it. The referee's gonna break one, two, break. Back up. Just don't turn your back on the guy. But back up five feet. Give the audience a chance to breathe and get your breath yourself. Rather than go in there and, and blow yourself up, trying to beat the guy up. One good punch, two good punches, three look 10 times better than 20 of these. But I've been saying that for how many years for these kids? 20 shit punches can kill one good one. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. No, and here's an example, which I'll tell the young kids. If there's eight people in the ring, and there's eight people doing something, right? You don't know where the camera is. You have to protect the cameras on you. Because while one guy is over here, nailing a way that looks like a million dollars, there's some other kid over here with throwing punches that couldn't break it, couldn't break an A. Does that make sense? They have to all learn to work, especially when there's multiple people in the race, like the cameras directly on them. And then they start to put together the ingredients where they become a great performer. Uh, Nate, don't get me started. I think there's so many top guys in the business now, top guys on top of the cart that can't throw a punch worth a lot. Okay. Drives me crazy. Right. Just yeah. drives me yeah. absolutely crazy. But get back to MJM. If you don't have the fundamentals, and I mean, seriously, the fundamentals, which are punching, kicking, eyes, attitude, and appearance, I mean, something that attracts you, you're never going to be, get that, that G for great in front of your name. Uh, MJF's 25. Where's his career go from here? He's sunk oh. through 2024. Yes. I think it goes anywhere he wants to go. I hope he has a good business manager, a good agent. Not some of the bits like I've had in the past. But someone knows what they're doing and is honest. So you yes. see him as a very, very top guy. Yes. I yes. Yep. Now, uh, you either, either company. Well, would WWE dilute his character? What would they do with him when he goes? No, I, I said as it is, delivered yeah. as it is. Excuse me. Right. That's why one reason why I would be hesitant to go to AEW. Excuse me, Freudian slip. Why I would be hesitant to leave AEW to go to WWE? I think you have a bigger hand in the creative process in AEW, and I think for a guy who knows what he's doing, like Max obviously does, that's invaluable. Oh, exactly. I was. You just asked me a question. I said. Right. He's good enough to be good leader company. Right. That's all I meant. And I, I very am. I, I'm not suggesting he go anywhere. I, I would stay with Tony as long as I could, as Tony was paying. And I'm sure Tony sees a lot in him or he wouldn't be in the position he's in. 
<clears throat> and he, yeah. and he, the thing about him, he's just going to get better. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully he stays injury-free. Now, you like the way MJF dresses. You've talked about that on this program in the past. And uh, I do, too, with the, you know, with the nice clothes, the scarf, the tie. Mm -hmm. Why is that so unimportant in general in today's wrestling? He's kind of the exception to the rule. Well, I don't know. I, I, I you know, I'm always going to get, I'm always going to tell you that, you know, if I think I influence some people, I, I know I have. Um, but I, I, I like the, the look that Bobby Lashley does now, the MVP and the guys. It's because not everybody can wear jeans and tennis shoes. I mean, it works great for Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns is a handsome son of a bitch alive. And Roman can wear whatever, but when Roman puts on a suit and tie, he's even a handsomer son of a bitch. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen them both ways. For Roman to be casual, have his work shirt on, walk out in, in probably $2,000 jeans and, you know, $500 a pair of tennis shoes, that worked for Roman. He could pull it out. Um, I probably, I like, I like Charlotte because she, Charlotte spends a fortune, but for her it's work. She dresses immaculately, it's her giving, and you've got to live your giving, get away. But the, with him, not everybody can wear jeans and tennis shoes. You want to make yourself look different somehow. I mean, I, and that's just, we have so many people that are dressed the same, um, and, and except for the ring attire, that they all look the same. If they don't have, and, and they're trying to get themselves looked at and and get themselves a spot with a promoter, I would I would emphasize either dressing, uh, or doing something a little different with your wardrobe. It's just as essential as it is. Learn how to work in the ring. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Natalia Neidhart. Uh, your yeah. daughter had a great match at NXT with Natalia. I think she's been chronically underrated. I think she's an absolute all-time best women's wrestler, and I was glad to see Natty get a little uh, recognition for being the woman with the most matches in WWE pay-per-view history. No, oh, I think it's fantastic. I have a lot of respect for Natty. She knows that um, passing a torch that night um, to Charlotte NXT. I was there as was Brett. It was a huge night for Ashley. I'm sure Ashley... We'll remember that and cherish that memory forever. It's the first time you get the title, no matter what title it is. In that case, it was NXT. It was a huge night, and it you know it helped kick Ashley's career off. Without Natty that night, um, you know who knows Bria Fall, but it felt for her, and I I absolutely was amazed because I had seen him trade and all that, but I was absolutely at ringside. I was amazed at what a match they had. It was really really good. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, is Ashley going to blow up? Is she going to get tired? I mean, is she going to get so nervous? And I put, I didn't have the words, you know, nobody wants her dad telling her what to do, especially her. I never, I never tell her what to do, by the way. I don't even suggest it anymore. <laughs> I just pay attention. So, um, but they, they had a match and Maddie, you know, did the favor and, you know, launched Ashley's career. I mean, I hold a lot of respect for Natty, and as I did her dad. And I like, I've gotten to know her mom well, and I've known the family forever. So, 
Hats off to that and I heart. And she is a great worker. She's in the great category. Yes. What What do you like about her work? Because I think she presents. She's solid. She's solid. She She has a technical uh, background. That's really, really. I mean, I, the thing about Natty, Natty can wrestle the kind of style that's up and down with anybody. That she can wrestle uh, like Oscar, hold for a hold, technically. Uh, you know, she's got experience. She looks apart. She always dresses nicely, and she's got, um, uh, she just, you know, she's a professional. And I mean, uh, the, the, that's the best comment I could pair. She's a real pro. They put Natty with Ronda Rousey during Rousey's run in WWE. How mm -hmm. much did that help Ronda to have that steadying influence? You know, I don't know because Ronda's pretty full of herself, man. I, I really enjoy Ronda, and uh, you didn't, you, I think, uh, Steve took us out last time, but I, uh, I really enjoyed talking to Ron in my time with her. I, I, I think I told you guys the story and Steve flipped it, but I said, you think I could shoot a low single engine and take you down? She said, I'd kill you. <laughs> so I don't think Ron that needed anybody to back up. I think she enjoyed and probably learned what, from Natty, but Rhonda, Rhonda is a natural athlete. I mean, she's at the same level of natural athlete that, that Ashley is. Rhonda does stuff that, or did stuff that was just, uh, she's like Kurt Angle, maybe Bingo, just caught on. That makes sense. Not the moon salts and all that stuff that Kurt did, but technically, and then, and I mean, it's not to say she wasn't working with great workers, which helped the situation too, because she was always in a ring with pros. As a matter of fact, I think, I think one of the main reasons that Ashley uh, was able to be in that match, and I'm so happy for her. I don't think, I think that they, uh, they needed, uh, the great, I think they needed the best worker in the business to be in that match to make sure it was a main event. I want to talk about some of today's stars in the time we have left nation. Let's start with Tony storm because she's had a few matches involving your daughter, Charlotte, mm -hmm. including a singles match Friday on SmackDown. She's kind of new to the big time, but she's okay. Isn't she? Those yeah, matches were all right. Yeah. She's more than okay. She's really good. What do you like about her? Well, I like her look, um, and I, you know, I've, I've done a little homework on her. Um, I think that she pretty caught the attention of a lot of people at that all-woman's pay-per-view in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I think you're right. And um, she's got that good look, and uh, sh she's athletic, and, uh, you know, she carries herself very professionally. I, 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 I like her a lot. Yeah, I agree with the last part you said the most. You look at her, and she looks like she belongs. She Ab carries absolutely, herself. Absolutely. She walks the walk. She She's a little green on promos, but you can yeah. tell she'll get well, better. The, the, once again, that's that that's attributed to lack of time and lack of experience and not having wrestled. It takes a lot of time and a lot of practice, to, and it takes multiple matches with different people to, to, live, to raise the level of skills. But for the time she's been in the business, when I see her now, I think she fits in. I think she's going to be a big star for the company for years to come. I, I agree. Now, now that begs the question, is it harder or easier for girls coming up, uh, women, I should say, in wrestling, as opposed to the men? It seems like there might be more opportunity for the women if you can find a way to make yourself stand out. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um yeah, I want to be, you know, I, I, I have to be honest with you, go right down. It's hard 
for either one. Does it make sense? Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I look at AEW where I think they, I mean, I love Britt Baker. I think, I think the doc's one of the top women performers in wrestling uh, right now, you know, in the top three, in my opinion, easily, but, but I don't know what they have past her. And I, I think if any one of the women at the next level can find a way again to make herself stand out, she could slot in as a solid number two for, for, for months and years to come. You're talking about Tori now? No, no, I'm talking about uh, about AEW, the, the oh. girls below Britt Baker. Yeah. Um. I I'm not sure. I, I I'd have to I'd have to look at that more carefully. I, I know I know what you mean. It's tough because it, yeah. You know you know what I I've ca- I've called Britt Baker fabulous moolah. Yeah. Uh, because she's there. I don't want to say by herself, but they need to find a consistent number two, number three that she can have meaningful dialogue with and i'm not so sure there's anybody there a lot of people like thunder rosa i'm not as sold on her as some i don't know that's kind of a kind of a work in, in progress now uh now when you were a top guy having a match with somebody who was i don't want to say tony storm's green but she's less experienced than your daughter certainly mm-hmm. when you were a top guy having a match with an up-and-comer who had potential but was less experienced how did you approach that what did you tell him how much did you take over? How much did you give him? Well, I gave as much as I gave him. First of all, I told him to just listen to me, which is nothing that's allowed now. And I said, let's hear the crowd. Let's see where we're going. And I gave him as much as they could possibly take. Because I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I like selling. I like feeding the guy. If, if, the, if the guy had the ability, it's like, I'll give you an example of a guy that, Never has gotten his due for how good he was, but I had I had great matches with him, Brad Armstrong. Yep, no question. So let let's say, let's say that she is Brad Armstrong, right? And I'm Charlotte. It's a question of listening, taking her time, feeling comfort, getting to know each other, and I'm sure she's very confident when she goes to the ring that she knows that she's under not only the not only the the wing. Or, but but the experience and the knowledge, you know, of the woman I consider to be the greatest female wrestler of all time. No question, no question. She is and, and I I'll, and I'll bet you a thousand dollars if if she just worked with her two or three times or five times on the road, she'll it, it'll it'll like I say, it'll either be her or Sasha. You know but what I mean? I agree. I think Tony Storm, given experience in the ring with women like your daughter and Sasha. Yeah. I think is really going to blossom, but you need to get that. You need to get it on the road. You need yeah, to get it in the house shows. Yeah, Nat, the house shows. Natty and I are, can teach her a lot. I mean, it. You know, there are just some people out there that you can learn from faster than others, and that. Uh, I think between Charlotte and Sasha and Natty Nyhart and, who am I leaving out? I mean, it's just well, there's there's only a few people that, really are good enough to teach you while you're while you're working live on TV. Well, Natty, Natty heard how complimentary we were of her on last week's podcast and uh, reacted on Twitter, but uh, very much deserved. I, I can't say enough good about Natty Nyhart. No, and, she, and like I said, she's a, a great teacher as well. Now, uh, let's move on to Cody Rhodes, who just won the TNT Championship from Sammy Guevara in AEW. When did you first meet Cody? Because I remember Cody being around WCW with his dad way back when no i met cody with what uh you know i used to travel with reed for amateur wrestling and cody was a uh georgia state champion but this is when they were both like younger i think cody is 
three years older or two years. They never wrestled each other. That's funny because I was I was dying to, uh, uh, for Cody and Reed to work back then, as as were Dusty and I. But they were an age bracket apart. Where they, I couldn't even bump him up high enough. Um, but I mean, Cody's just—he's uh, a diamond man for me. I think the world of the kid. He's done all this on his own. You know, had the balls to step away from it, challenge it. Um, married a beautiful girl, Brandy, who supports him. And they, you know, I talk to Michelle a lot, but not a lot, but once a month I'll text Michelle, man, the kid is, is golden. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of like, no, and I, and I, I understand it, but I mean, I, I can't figure out how AEW got the Owen Hart Memorial tournament when, when, Owen, when, I, I mean, I, I appreciate Tony for doing it, but that's something that if the if the company feels that strongly about Brett and Owen, that's something that um, I wish the WWE had jumped on. Does that make sense? Yeah, but they, but they didn't and weren't going to because of their relationship with, with Owen's family over I, Boston. I, see, I, I didn't know that. So that, yeah. well, I, I'm proud of Tony for doing it because I never knew Owen that well, but he certainly has had, certainly has, uh, very respected by so many people uh, and i uh i never got to know him i never i got to wrestle with him so but i think any time that like you know like the the they had the dusty roads memorial uh some kind of a tournament and at, a tag at, team tournament nxt at nxt right so, i mean eventually that eventually one day i would bump that up to a main roster a, a show because dusty's a character and a name that'll never be forgotten always be remembered and uh you know as you can't there's not gonna be another dusty roads well that so. that said i was always disappointed that cody never got the opportunity i felt he deserved in wwe and i i did like him as that, stardust that, that's what that's why he left well i know i didn't like him as stardust but i liked him when he was in that legacy thing with randy orton and with teddy DiBiase's kid but uh but yeah i give him credit like you said he went against the machine Yep. You know, he left and, and created his own machine. Yep. And, and let's be honest, Tony Khan provides the money, and there were a lot of other influences like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. We could go down the list. But Cody Rhodes is the primary reason for AEW's existence. There's no doubt about that. He pushed the button first, pushed it hardest, and he got things done. That's the way I understand it, yes. Because he, um, he had his own little promotion going, I think, before Tony came in. Well, yeah, he he did that. He did that pay per view, that all in. Yeah, and it and that's what I think it started, Tony. And I, I'm not, I don't know the intricacies of all that, but um, hey, I'm a big fan of of Cody Rhodes. He knows that I text him all the time. So, well, I I think the big thing for Cody was when he first left WWE, he went to Ring of Honor, mm -hmm. which now looks like it's going to be belly up or in a very you know limited capacity moving forward. But he went to Ring of Honor. And he used the creative freedom there to reinvent himself mm -hmm. and to help others reinvent themselves. And honestly, they picked up a lot of what Ring of Honor was doing with the Bucks, with Bullet Club, with Hangman Page, and just moved it right over to AEW. And uh, I, I don't fault Ring of Honor for letting those guys go. Uh, you know, what was going to happen was going to happen. But but that's where it all started to happen. Cody Rhodes in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. So that, that I... I... I don't, I don't know how I don't know how it evolved, but wherever it evolved and however it evolved, it worked. And Cody has, once again, put himself in a, in a in a very special place. 
Now, and, now uh, what, what do you like about Cody talent-wise? What makes him, you know, a, a top performer? Well, I tell you, when he did the moonsault off the cage with WWE, um, I looked at him in a whole different light. I didn't realize how athletic it was. He's one of these kids that can do anything. And, uh, you know, just being so close to his dad to see those boys, um, both of them be so, so successful, uh, and, and, and even at different, <clears throat> different, different ages and different time frames. Every time you see, um, a second generation get do well, you you can't be proud enough of, them, especially if you're, you know, if you're the son of, uh, the legendary Dusty Rhodes. Well, in the match that Cody had with Dustin, remember that in AEW on pay-per-view, yes. brother versus brother? Yes. That was phenomenal. And the yep. way they did the angle leading up in the promos, yep. it's one of the very few times brother versus brother worked. The only times that brother versus brother worked, to my mind, were mm. Rose versus Rhodes and Hardy versus Hardy. And uh, Funk versus Funk. Well, that Nate, that's even before my time, believe it or not. <laughs> I don't, wow. I, don't, I don't know if they did it. I'm not making a joke, but... I'm not that, sure they did. That, I don't I don't think they did it, but that would have been classic. Um, oh. No, but I tell you, no, I totally agree. I, I, I saw all those matches, and I think, um, yeah, it just... Uh, Cody and, and Dustin put on a clinic that night, and, um, yeah, I just... You know, like I say, I'm so proud of both of them. It's, it's very hard. You can imagine how hard it is to be a second generation wrestler when your last name is Rhodes and the pressure that's on you and it's all the comparison I happen to be experiencing I've had to experience the heartache personally that my daughter went through because people just said she's Ric Flair's daughter which is the biggest crock of shit in the world she's the greatest because she's the greatest and, and it surpassed me a long time ago so no. Here's a prediction I'm going to make. I think I mentioned this uh, on a previous podcast. I think the first guy to go from AEW to WWE will be Cody Rhodes. And I have no factual basis for that. I don't know his contract status. I just have that feeling. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. And I got to tell you, there are people in that locker room that have that feeling too. Uh, it's possible. I know they'd take him back. I'm sure they would. Hey, the, 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 the name R-H-O-D-E-S is going to be in this business in, until the day that the business drops off the face, face of this earth. And if they can bring Cody Rhodes back in, it would be a feather in their hat. It would, uh, that would speak volumes, um, on Vince for, for, it would speak volumes for Vince to change his mind about something. Um, cause he can, he can keep a he can have a frame of mind where he goes, I'm not, I'm not going to go back there. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to revisit it. And then someone can tap on his shoulder and say, Hey, it's Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? So, um, well, like I said, I'm not putting a uh, timetable on it, but it would not surprise me, but I got to tell you, I don't know if I'd want to be the first guy to go from AEW to WWE because you're going to get a paycheck, but you might get buried too. Uh, I, I think Cody's smart enough to decipher that. I think you got to make Cody's growing up, growing up 20 years in, in five years. In terms of smarts, logistics, knowing how to promote himself, he wouldn't walk in there blindsided. Yep, I agree with that. And, and Nate, that's what makes your, your first run in WWE incredible. Because if anybody 
would figure to get buried upon entry in WWE, it'd be you. You were the standard bear for the other guys for the competition. But instead, I mean, give Vince credit. He saw you for what you were and let you take it to the top there too. Mark, I say this very humbly. I was too good to be buried. Oh, you don't have to tell me. I totally agree. But but the, that hasn't. Who, who was going to bury me? You make a compelling argument. <laughs> I but left the I, I left the people behind me that could bury me. <laughs> good point. Good point. You could have got buried any worse in the new place than you had been. <laughs> in, in the old Are you place. kidding? I got to hang out with some of the greatest people. I, as I say, I got to wrestle Hogan. I got to wrestle Randy. I got to wrestle Bret Hart. I got to wrestle The Undertaker. Are you kidding me? It was the greatest year and a half and the most fun I ever had. And I made the biggest mistake I ever made was going back. <laughs> now, uh, before we wrap this up, I want to talk about uh, somebody else from the WWE Women's Division, and that is uh, Carmella. And I love Carmella. No, she, has me too. Old, she has the old school WWE women's look, like Sonny and Sam. Hey, but she's wait, a real solid hey, worker, too. Let me just put it right. Corey, Corey, you have so overachieved. Oh, Corey Graves. Corey, so overachieved. You know, they live right down the road from me here in Pittsburgh. Well, look, call him on I hope he hears this. Hey, c cut this piece out for me. Carmella is beautiful, and Corey Graves, you have overachieved. Woo! Well, uh, I got to tell you, I think she's fabulous. And I do, too. Nate, with wrestling today for women, I don't think they have to look like Instagram models, but... I don't think they should look ordinary either. Too many of the women in wrestling today look ordinary. And now we're seeing a little bit of a, of a shift to the other direction. Car like Car 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 Carmella is stunning. Stunning. Tony Storm's very good looking too. I think we're seeing yes, a move back nice. in a yeah. different direction. Don't you? And that's good. Yeah. Well, I have to look at them as if, you know, they're, they're, they're my daughters, but as a man, I'll tell you, they're both very attractive women. Now, uh, you see, in AEW, that's why I'd push Ty, Connie, and Anna Jay, because they look the part. Britt Baker looks the part. And, and I said before, I don't get Thunder Rosa. I do like Ruby Soho, though, because her look's different. That punk rock thing, at least it's something. Yeah, well, I'm a to, big, I'm a, I, I, I call her, you're talking about Ruby Riot, right? Yeah, yeah, Ru Ruby <laughs> Soho now in AEW. Yeah, I, 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 use, I like I use, her look. She gets the most out of it. Yeah, I texted her. when She was wrestling Ronda one time, and Ronda went, so started selling for her, and I texted her. I said, I said, don't ever walk away and turn your back on someone like Ronda Rousey. You know, like, I've tried to give her little tips about things, and that's just they got anything you can tell me about wrestling. So we, I got to be uh, on a regular texting basis with that when I saw her at the shows. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy she's healthy. I think the world of Ruby, and she's, um, yeah, she's going to do real well over there. I'm happy that she landed on her feet with AEW, and she really deserves all the respect in the world. I love her. No question. I, I couldn't agree more. Now, we talked about Tully Blanchard earlier. How come Tessa Blanchard, his daughter, can't get a look with the major promotion? Because I know she has a bad rep. She said some unfortunate things. But, boy, I think her talent is overwhelming. I've, I've never seen her work. Really? No. Oh, she's brilliant. Yeah. Be a great I, I, mean, I, I keep hearing that, but I haven't seen her. So, I... Um, I mean, I've, I've heard, obviously, it's not, you're not the only person to ever say how great she is. I just haven't seen her work. Well, you see, I'd like to see her. I, 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 met, her, I met her one time, and she's a lovely girl. Of course, I, I've known her forever from from growing up, you know, but I, I, 
I've never seen her work. Well, I'd like to see her against Ashley, against Charlotte, because I think physically she can com compete with her, give that impression visually. I think the one thing about Ashley is she's such a great athlete and, and looks the part that, that, you know, but she's, she's great at selling, so she gives her opponents that credibility. But it would be nice if Moore came in with that built in. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those one of those marquee matches. I I don't know the reasons. I don't know why she's not there. Um, I've heard the same kind of stuff you have, but I mean I don't. I take everything like that with a grain of salt, which you have to in this business because, you know, she could be the most lovely woman in the world, and people have some personal you know agenda against them. But no, I've heard she's really good, and I think it'd be great. Um, see a, a Blanchard Flair match. Who, who wouldn't, right? Let's jump ahead to talking about some of the modern-day wrestlers, and I want to start with Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm -hmm. Now, last week, we didn't know who the Intercontinental champ was. Turns out it's Nakamura. Now, I had high hopes for the guy when he came over from New Japan, and he's a great talent, but he's kind of wound up in the middle of the card. He has, but it's not because of lack of talent. That kid has got a ton of talent. I mean, and he's the kind of guy that, and, and he's legitimately tough. You know that, Mark, right? Oh, for sure. No, no, legitimately tough. Right. Like a tough, real tough kid. You'd never know it. He's so kind and polite. You know, just like like Oscar's a, a lady and a half, but she's tough. The kids that come over there from Japan that have been brought on, brought into the business the hard way are always going to be incredibly tough mentally and they're going to be good athletes and they're going to be technical. And this kid, this kid can wrestle technically. He can wrestle wide open. He can punch and kick. He's smart in the ring. He carries himself like a champion. God, I think a lot of. Why do some guys like him get way over in NXT, but don't get over to the same degree in WWE? They don't get the same push. Think it's that simple? Yep. You gave, if you gave Nakamura Paul Heyman, you know what I mean? And, and, and refined his gimmick to the point where it would be really a, a, a demographic that everybody could deal with. Deal with. Uh, Nakamura could get over. He'd have to change his style around a little bit, but he's got the ability and the, and the and the and the talent to do that. But he could be he could be endless. Well, it might be too late now because he's been here so long. But it all depends on how you come in. But I I just don't. I, I one thing I like he has stayed who he is. I mean, some of the guys have been five different people. You know what I mean? I, I look at Seth. He's been. I loved the I loved the architect. I thought that was great. And then it was the disciple, and now it's the drip or some damn thing. Or and, and now I'm not sure what he's doing. But I think the people that stick with one, when they find their groove, if they stick with one, they stay with it, and they're going to enjoy the most success. And uh, you know, it's not just about marketing, but you want to be viewed by the in the eyes of the fans as someone that has just stayed who you are. And every time you change, it's because you're not happy with, or the office isn't happy with what you're doing. Now, when There's, you say Nakamura could refine his gimmick, what do you mean? What would you add to it or change about it? Well, if he just come over, I, I would, the first couple of times out, I'd, I'd have him in a suit, and I'd have a guy like Heyman talking for him. And then I gradually would start to work, and I, and I would make sure that he was working in a ring with guys that were technically good where he could really display his, his wear. And he has a lot of, and then it would go from there. 
Yeah, I, I'm not positive he could be, you know, the biggest star of all time. I didn't, I didn't say that, but I think that, that he could mean a lot more to the show than he does because I think he's got a, a ton of talent. No, and, uh, and, 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 he, and by the way, he, he means a lot to me. When, when he's on, I watch. So, you know, I don't turn him off. Now, you, you mentioned talking. Uh, is it tough for a Japanese wrestler who can't speak English to get past the language barrier? Yes. Does the lack of promo ability hurt, and how yes. that hurt him? I, I, I think it's hurt him. Yeah, because it's not skill. It's like uh, Asuka. If Asuka could, was a world-class talker, God only knows where Asuka would be. I mean, she's had a hell of a run, but Asuka, to me, is the kind of person, unless she'd asked for time off, that should never... Never not be on TV. Well, and they kind of made her into a cartoon character, for better or worse, didn't didn't they? With the kind of, uh, I, I don't know how to describe the way she talks, but it's kind of sing-songy and, like I said, cartoony. Well, that's because that's the way they write. That's the way that they feel that she can, that she can uh, come across. And does that make sense? Rather than trying to put together a, 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 a dead, serious promo, that, that it's hard for her probably to say in English. They give her short lines that are humorous or, uh, I don't look at that as being a cartoon because she's so damn good in the ring. I mean, to me, Oscar can say anything or do anything. And she's so damn good in the ring, it doesn't matter. Because whatever she says, people forget about it the minute she's out there kicking someone's ass, which she can do. Now, we mentioned that Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champ and we didn't even remember who that was last week. The Intercontinental belt doesn't mean what it used to, does it? Well, you know, they made such a big deal of it. I think Pat was the first guy to ever have it, and they made such a big deal for years. Uh, you don't hear much about it now, no. It, and it, but, uh, you know, it's obviously a, it's a very prestigious, anybody wants to be the champion. Um, wow. But no, it's not, I don't think it's recognized and is highly thought of because I think they moved it around a lot. You know, the, one of the reasons that Roman is so over is they've left the title on Roman for a period of time. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, and I, that's and it's well-deserved. But keeping the title for a period of time is what makes you different. Just dropping around back and forth, you know, figuring out what works one day and what doesn't work the next, trying to get somebody over, I mean, you know, it's like I said that night that that Ashley had, had just won the title, and uh, I can't think of the little girl's name. It's so cute with the mask. Uh, oh, uh, Nikki. Yeah, Nikki. When N Nikki crossbody after that after that world class match crossbody her one two three, I I just I couldn't figure out what in God's green earth they could possibly be thinking. Yeah, I agree. The belt needs to stick with people to make the belt mean something. But what, 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 what did he, what, as, aside from making Nikki, who I think is lovely, this is not personal, what did that do for the belt? And boy, you talk about taking, going from, who did, who did Charlotte wrestle that night for the title? Oh, uh, Ray Ripley? Ray Ripley tore the joint down, tore it down. Rhea can work her ass off. And then to have Nikki dive off the top rope on her mask, you've taken a great, match a little a literally a great match and giving it a cartoon finish for what no what I'm, you, I'm with you and i i, I, I mean, what uh, what what i mean you tell me one thing they accomplished for that they didn't nothing yeah uh i i, I still can't get over that 
Now, uh, when there's two world titles like they have in WWE, the Universal... I think I said something about that, too, that pissed the people off. (laughs) They got the Universal title and the WWE title. And that, when you have two world titles, then the the Intercontinental title isn't secondary, it's tertiary. It means so much less when, when it's third on the list. Well, yeah, but you have to remember this, Mark. If they don't have... If you're going to have two brands, you got to have two champions. I get that. See, you know, in the old days, you had you could have two brands, but there was only one champion. And the champion would, and to me, if 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 I was booking this, the champion would work both brands. Yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? But then, then they then they don't have, then they don't have the uh, the opportunity. See, the minute the minute that um, Roman beats Big E. It diminishes the raw title. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I yeah. said, I, I have to so, so, who their champions are. So that that says Well, what. it's it's no it, it's big E now now no, no, Brock having it. No now Brock doesn't have Roman's title, does he? No, Brock won see, there we go, the confusion. Brock Brock has as Big E's title. Yeah, so saying. So now another big champs are Brock and Roman. Yeah, another big match with Brock and Roman. That's money. Well, but how do you do that and keep the title separate, Nate? Well, you don't do it for a long time. You know, th- th- we're talking about WrestleMania or something like that. Yeah, no, I mean, but then, like I said, every time they combine the titles, they split them apart again, and I think that devalues as well. <clears throat> well, it might devalue to guys like you and me who watch it, but to the to the bank, uh, to their to their bank account and the WWE's success with huge promotions, and the way they do it, you can never knock the success that they that they that it's brought them. So, uh, being the NWA champion, I went from territory to territory to territory, and you and you hope that you left the place in, in a better place than you got there when you arrived. But th- there's so much money involved in the cell market. I'm sure if they they're making decisions that are based on what's financially right for the WWE, and keep in mind. The kids are making a lot of money, so there shouldn't be anybody bitching. Now, I want to talk about uh, a kid named Braun Breaker, who's an NXT, and he's Rick Steiner's son, which is so obvious. They yeah. do see him. He looks yeah. like him, works like him. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Robbie's kid. Yeah. You guys great? Look at him. Oh, God, we've talked to him before. I think it's great. I've only seen him twice, but I just, he's, to me, he should be on the roster right now. I think so, too, and... Uh, like I said, that the resemblance is just uncanny. Is WWE doing the right thing, not exploiting the kids' connection to Rick and Scott? I, I used to think they should do that, but but this way seems to be working. Yeah, I I, I haven't heard that it's not. I, I don't know why. I don't know the answer to why they're not either. But uh, if nobody's if nobody's changing it around, and it, it's a whole different name, a whole different situation, and the kid is a hell of an athlete. So Jesus, I mean, and I, like I, I guess he's only had like twenty or twenty-five or thirty matches. But to me, he, you know, he's one of those guys that he kind of reminds me of, of Kurt and the fact that he's he's um, he, he he doesn't blow up. He just keeps going. He's strong. You know, and that's hard to do when you're young to get in there. But I definitely would. I would definitely give him a break on one of the rosters and get him going. Well, I'm I, I I haven't heard of interviews, so I don't know what his interviews like. But they're they're okay. 
they're, I mean, you know, he's, yeah. he's a little bit green in that regard, but they're not terrible. And I got to tell you, I'm told he works very safe. And again, talking about what we did before with a guy like Brock, I like that physical heavy kind of style. I, yeah, I, 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 I can suspend this belief and I, and do too. Him, I can suspend this belief. Yeah, I do too. Be safe. I love it. <laughs> Less super kicks, more suplexes, Nate. What do you think? Uh, Less super kicks, more suplexes. Yep. Yeah. You know what's work I really like is that Gable kid. Oh, my God. But I think his time's come and gone. I think he's been in the middle or the bottom middle for too long. Uh, I, think uh, well, I don't know that he'll ever go past the bottom middle, but I think he's a great hand to have on a show. No question. Yeah. No he, question. Can work, he can work with anybody. And the kid, that match he had uh, with, um, what's Randy's partner's name? Um, R- Riddle. Riddle. Yeah, that, that, was, that was phenomenal, yeah. Now, is Braun Breaker a future world champ, or have we not seen enough of him to say that yet? I haven't seen enough of him to say that yet. But I, I certainly would be, I, if I was Vince, I'd be really hands-on with him because he could be a big star. Nobody throws a, throws a suplex like a Steiner, do they? You you no. a few of those. Yeah, but, you know, actually, they're very safe. I never had a problem with them. Rick, 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 Rick Steiner used to give me the best backdrop. I ever took in my life with next to animal. Now, some, uh, what about some guys just know how to time in, how to put you up the right way. Now, uh, we're going to talk about one more guy, and we've not seen him for a while. And uh, Elias, who's yes. a Pittsburgh guy from Plum, Pat McAfee's neighborhood. And again, he's been off TV, and that's a shame because I think he's a real talent. He's a big guy with some skills. Yeah, I do too. Is he injured? You know, he's had some injury issues. I don't know. I don't know. For a while, they just had him out there with the guitar doing his songs, and it got over. But after a while, that's all they wanted him to do. And I think that sort of thing has a shelf life. It does. You know that um, he graduated from Penn State. I know. Yeah. You know how he paid for his college career? Independent wrestling. Yeah. He wrestled at this uh, IWC promotion right outside yeah. of Pittsburgh. I, I saw him wrestle many times. He was, yeah. what was his no. name back then? He was Logan Shulo, and his nickname yeah. was Heavy Metal Jesus. Yeah. No, he's good. It, it, He's got a gift to play the guitar. Anybody can do that kind of stuff. I mean, some of the best stuff I ever see on TV was The Rock serenading Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> You're right. That was great. Like, when a guy like Elias disappears from TV for a while for whatever reason, how much does that hurt and how hard is it for him to regenerate his momentum? It all depends on the pencil. Well, what kind of chance do you give him? Of of becoming a megastar again? Well, I'm not sure he ever was a megastar. Okay, uh, can he can he get back in the mix? Oh, he can always get back in the mix. Yes, most certainly. He's got talent. Now you never played a musical instrument, uh, did you, Nate? No. Because you uh, you could have been Ricky Rhodes, the singing cowboy. Yes, I know, but I couldn't sing. Well, Ram and Ricky Rhodes. Right. Sorry. I should know my history better. There's a couple current wrestlers I want to discuss briefly. And one is Orange Cassidy from AEW. Yeah. I know you met him. What's your take on him? The slacker gimmick, the lazy guy gimmick. I, I, I like him. I, I like him. Once you've seen him, you've seen him. Yeah, but it, whether that's just it, he's unique, though. Does that make sense? Yeah. He, I like the gimmick. I mean, I, you know, that's what 
he stands out. The reason we're talking about him, because he got your attention. He's got my attention. I love the kid. And he's no, really a nice guy. But and I, I love the gimmick. No, I'm not I'm, being critical. I'm just not sure where you go from here with the gimmick. I don't know the answer to that either. But, you know, I, don't, I, I like it, and I think he can do it for a couple more years. He's just an example of a guy you, you, don't, you don't have to have on TV every week. Oh, no, put it this way. You don't have to have him work every week. I think yeah. the character. Yeah. Oh, a character on TV, but I meant work. The character yeah. on TV is excellent TV, yeah. no question. Yeah, yeah. Ab absolutely. Now, now you mentioned Chad Gable of WWE last week. You like him. What do yeah. you like about him? He's an Olympic wrestler, a lot of credibility, Greco-Roman in 2012 in London. Yeah, and, it, you know, he never wrestled in college. Isn't that amazing? Not right. Yeah, I know. I said, we're, we're to wrestle collegially. I didn't. This kid, but, you know, like, first of all, I, I'm, I'm so impressed with the guys that are classy. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say this, you know, and, I, and I'm going to, you know, this is the truth. When I was at my best, I'd have guys throw up before they worked with me. I intimidated them that much. <laughs> no, that's what's for the guy. And I've had guys come over to me and say, thank you so very much for the night. My last match before I went to retire WrestleMania, I mean, that that's that's what bothers me about this whole thing. Not not turning the subject around. After WrestleMania, they brought me to Raw, and every writer on the show, from Brian to Ed, everybody, asked me to autograph the format for the show that as I've logged on the building. The people have been calling me Mr. Flair my whole life. That's this kid Gable. He reminds me of how people used to treat me when I was whatever I was. And he's a great talent. His problem is going to be his size, his whole career, but he can make a hell of a living. He can do, he can be Dolph and he can work for 20 years and get rich. And he's entertaining. And, and every time they try to do something, you know, I didn't like the shortage either, but guess what? He's back on TV. It's because he's good. He's damn good. I think he's good, and I think he should be used better. I think he has that kind of credibility. But I, I do, too. I, I didn't like the shorty G stuff either because no. once you see that, you can't unsee it. That gets yeah. stuck in a fan's mind. Yeah, but I, but now they got him in a good situation again. I, You know, I don't – you know, that's a, they bounce around so much, but here's the, good, the, the important thing and the good thing for him is he's still there. And if you are – can be a, just a really good – Utility player, you're going to make money in this business and be in it for a long time. And if he gets the mindset that he can live with that, and maybe someday they'll they'll put him up the ladder. But if he can just stay in the middle, he's making millions. He will. How small is too small? I don't know the answer to that. Because he's five eight, I think that's on the lower limit. Like this guy, Jonathan Gresham. I don't you've ever seen him. He's five foot four. And he can work, and he's very credible with the way he works. Mm -hmm. But but I just don't know how small is too small. Well, you have to remember, now we got Brock and Roman. <laughs> so, you know, who's going to believe that guy can wrestle Brock? Who's going to believe he can handle Roman? Makes yeah, sense. but we had stuff like CM Punk against Undertaker, which kind of beggars belief in the size difference, but it worked. I, I never thought, did they have a good match? Yeah, they, they did. And don't get me wrong. I think that match and that matchup is the exception and not the rule. 
Yeah. And like we've often I, I didn't see the man. podcast began. Yeah. I, I think it's good that Big is coming back to wrestling. I, I like guys like Brock and Roman and McIntyre and Lashley being on top. No, I like it a lot too. But that, that, that it's not, this is not taken away from the, the smaller guys, but it's just hard, you know, to, it's like when, uh, um, when Brian Danielson wrestled Brock, you know, it was just a lot to look at in heart. And then, but Brian, Brock gave uh, Brian a decent match, you know, which he didn't have to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I get it. And I and, just... and, and, and Danielson took all the bumps. Like I say, he takes crazy bumps. So every formula is different, you know. And You know, I'm, a, Nate, I'm an old guy. And, and I like the underdog story in wrestling, but sometimes when a small guy fights a big guy, it's supposed to be a simulation of a real fight, and I just can't believe it. I, I just look at it right away, and I've tuned out emotionally. Hmm. Now, that's a good point. I mean, I, I sometimes I'll watch the, the show, and then I'll, if I see something that I just can't stand, I, I go, okay. I mean, it's everybody's got a different taste. Everybody's got a different opinion. That's why we're here today. Now, let's talk about a couple current wrestlers. Uh, first off, from WWE, The Miz. You got to respect the guy's longevity, and he's a yeah. classic snarky heel. Mm hmm. I, I think the world of him personally. What makes him good? What makes him good is the fact that he never stops wanting to be good. You give whatever they give him, he, whether it's, you know, chicken shit or chicken salad, he makes it chicken salad. And, and to have that kind of a run and um, to think that he was really mistreated by several people, whose name I won't mention at this time, um, when he came up with the way he came in, that's just the way people were at that, at that point in time in business. They don't get away with it anymore now, but, um, but to see him go all the way through this and enjoy this. And, um, uh, I, 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 I think he decided that, um, you know, that he was going to make a career out of this, no matter how much he had to go through, you know, humiliation wise. On age, cause you're speaking about him being bullied, correct? Yes. Terribly. Well, how much so, did you think that had to do with Miz being a reality TV star? Was it tough for him to gain acceptance from the boys at first because of where he came from? Yes. That, that's exactly what it was. He wasn't uh, some super athlete with a super athletic background. He's just a guy that wanted to be a wrestler. But he, um, he pulled it off. And it, like I'm telling you, he, they had him his... his the work that, you know, when, when you work through the hand of your script or whatever it is, right? And he will rehearse it from two o'clock in the afternoon until he goes on the air. He walks around. I see him in the hallway talking to himself, applying, you know, his, and then he'll go to his producer and say, can I change this to this? I mean, he is a perfectionist, and that's why it's good. No, I think his acting skills, which obviously is what translates to promo skills now, are uh are really good and mm. the, the one thing about him he's never really been a baby face i think he tried about 10 years ago but it didn't take he's mm. one of those guys that being a baby face just isn't going to work correct uh well he's just a much better heel 
he, you know, he's he's uh, he, he's learned how to be naturally. I think it's more acting because he's not an arrogant guy in real life. Um, I think it's more about he's learned how to, how, how to pull that character off. He's not in any way, shape, or form a prick, which, is, you know, to be a good heel, you have to have some prick in you, I think. Um, but he's just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. And, and once again, I, I can't say enough good about him. I, I'll tell the stories. If, if, if we get feedback on this, I'd be glad to tell you how bad it was for him. But he, you know what? He, he persevered and he's a better man for it. Uh, now and, you mentioned and, he and, 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 and laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, big time. I mean, what a, what a long career and he's yep. in middle or near the top of the card. So he's getting real money. No question. Yep. Now, uh, you mentioned before he didn't come to WWE as this heralded athlete. He was a reality TV star yet. I think he's become a fairly athletic and competent worker. It's, it's a lot of the basics. I'm not sure he ever has had a five-star match. In fact, I know he hasn't, but, uh, but he's credible. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know what his background was, but but I don't know whether he was athlete, an athlete in high school or not. I've never asked him, but the, the, the reality show entrance was what the guys fed on with several guys. Now, he's doing a tag match with his wife, Maurice, mm -hmm. and they've done a few angles together. That's at the Royal Rumble. As you can see, it's Edge and Beth Phoenix. Yeah. We're also yeah, I, I a married couple against yeah. hey, uh, Miz hey. and Maurice. Is it yeah. a good idea to bring your real life onto TV with wrestling? Well, it, it, I, I love Beth and Edge. I talk to them all the time. And I think Beth looks incredible. Yep, for sure. As, do, as does Maurice. Sure does. But you, but you have to remember, Beth was a great worker. Yep. Okay? So it's going to be it's gonna be exciting. Because whatever Maurice uh, can or can't do, I, I can't remember seeing her that much. She's always been beautiful, but I can't remember her skill level. Um, and, and you watch, they will they will find a way to make that a very entertaining and a very cool part of uh, the Royal Rumble. And Edge, oh. Edge, Edge is just special to me. I love that kid. Yeah, anybody, I Anybody can have a ladder match with me when I'm 56 years old and and I just said to him, I, I said, look at Edge, I can take any bump you give me, but I don't know, I do not trust myself to be pushing you over in a ladder. So <laughs> make sure before I do something, you put the ladder where it's supposed to be. So Vince doesn't tell me I've killed this top star. <laughs> hey, and once I told Edge, just do something to start the match where I can get my blade out, brother. We'll make this thing right. <laughs> you love the blade, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm really good at it, too. <laughs> yeah! People need jumps off the ladder. I said, what, what would be cool that you haven't done it? He said, well, I've never jumped off the ladder onto a guy at a table outside. I said, let's do it. <laughs> so Ashley and her volleyball team were there. They came down from uh, college to Raleigh, and uh, so... <laughs> what happened to me right where Ashley was sitting on her friends. And uh, so Edge put me out there. And man, I tell you, this is real life experience. When a 245 pound guy jumps off a 12 foot ladder on top of you, when the, when the table breaks, which it did, and when you bottom out, you think you've landed on cement. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I went, uh, 
<laughs> trying to figure out if I was still alive. And as she, one of Ashley's girlfriends, she was a middle hitter, was going, Get up, Nate! I said, Nate, to myself, Get up, Nate! Come on, Ashley! <laughs> Dad, come on! I, it was really a highlight for me to have Ashley there and her teammates. But I, I mean, Edge was just incredible, man. I can't say enough about that guy. He just, shit, he's, he's a one star human being. Let's talk about Dustin Rhodes, who is still going strong at 52 in AEW. Dustin isn't his dad, but his career's been very good, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. But no one's been Dusty Rhodes' career. <laughs> so right. that, that's, nothing, that's nothing against Dustin. Dustin's done, done very well. Now, how tough is it to be Dusty Rhodes' son, especially his first son, breaking in at a time when Dusty was still very visible in the business? Tough. Just as tough as it was for Ashley with me. As far removed as I have been from wrestling, uh, as far removed as I had been when she started, um, it was very tough. What I, 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 as, 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 as is any second as 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 is any second generation kid whose parent is good. Oh yeah, I mean, talk about your tough act to follow. And I remember when when Dustin broke in. He did some stuff with Kendall Wyndham. I think they were the Texas yeah. uh, Outlaws or something like that. What were your impressions of Dustin very early? Because there was the impression that Dusty, who was the booker then, w was going to push him no matter what. Uh, you know, Mark, to be honest, I don't really remember that well. But, you know, he, he, he won't be the first booker that pushed their son. So, you know what I mean? It, Bill Watts and, and Eric uh, Watts at the same time, pretty exactly, much. Exactly, yeah. Yep, exactly. Um but at, at, at the end of the day, Dustin pulled it off. That's all. No that question. Yeah, he's had a fabulous career, and he's still going strong. I and, love. And, and, and more than anything, he seems to be very happy with it. Well, yeah, no question. He's training wrestlers now, which we'll talk about in just a yeah. second. But I want to talk about when he was Gold Dust because I loved Gold Dust. It was a yeah. a mid card act, but it was a great mid card act. It was something very different. And Dustin did seem to have a problem doing what was at the time a controversial gimmick. No, I know he he was not just good at it; he was great at it. Yep. Uh, I mean, it was I mean it was controversial, but it, um, you know that's the con it's only controversial that people think like that. Okay. At this time, at that time, I've seen a lot worse go down, and the kid made it happen. He was great at it, and uh, when Dusty first called me and told me, he said, "What?" Watched Dustin tonight, man. I went, okay. And I turned and I went, shit, this is pretty damn cool. I, I, yeah. I've never asked Dustin. I, I bet his dad came up with that. I, I don't know. I, it wouldn't shock me if he did as well. But I love the Gold Dust gimmick. Yeah. Uh, if it was controversial, it was because some people were, were narrow-minded. But, but I was told there were some wrestlers that refused to work with him because of the character's connotations. Do you know if that's true? I've never heard that. I know one who did for sure, but uh, maybe okay. I'll say who that was in St. Louis when we're shooting. Who is it? Can't tell you. Okay. You have right. your secrets, I have mine. Well, my secret, I'll tell you, Well, you first of all, you know what my secret is, so I don't I know. know what yours is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. Okay. All right. Uh, save it for St. Louis. What? <laughs> save it for St. Louis. That's right. That's right. We'll tell all in St. Louis. Woo!
Still got some general admission tickets left, by the way. I think Jim Hurd should have to pay to get in. I do too, almost definitely. You should have to either pay to get in or dress as a gladiator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, and, o- and, and open his mouth. The first three words should be, "I'm sorry, Rick." <laughs> there you go. I agree. Uh, how would you rate Dustin's work? I think he matured into a very, very good worker. His dad wasn't a classic worker per se, although he knew exactly what to do. But Dustin turned out to be different in the ring. What do you like about his work? He can do anything. He's very versatile. Um, he can work big. He can work small. Um, and that, that, if you know what I mean by that, he can work with a big guy. He can work with a small guy. He, if he can't do it, he can take it. Does that make sense? Yep. If he can't, if he can't, if he can't physically do that move, technically, he can take anything from anybody, and that's more important sometimes than than being on the offense. I think he's, I think he's really good. Dustin runs a wrestling academy now, and I'm sure he's great at that. No question, he gets it. He gets the business. Oh, he does most definitely, most definitely. And, and he's respectful. He's nice. Cody and his, I mean. Dusty raised those boys right. They're they're just really both incredible young men. Now, we talk about how some wrestlers don't even know how to punch and kick. Dustin throws a great punch, Dustin. Yep. One of the yep, best. I think it's his trademark almost. Yep. Yep. It certainly does. What's it take to throw a great punch? For me, it took hanging a string, which Ray Stevens told me to do in a doorway, and and hitting it until it doesn't move. And then you tell wow. the guy. Then you tell the guy before you get in the ring, or in the match when you slow down, don't move. Because you know everybody you see a fist coming at you wide open, your inclination is in real life. Of course, you're gonna flinch. I need you to hold still, or I'm gonna bust your jaw. <laughs> how many guys did hold still though, and how many guys flinched? No, after the people that worked for me after. After I was a proven factor, nobody flinched. You know what I mean? But the first time around, a guy's going to flinch because I can, I can, I can make it look like I'm killing you. 